0: This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com episode 44. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I'm Colton.
1: And I'm Sid, and it's that time of year again—the time where we discuss the results of our annual Manga Maverick survey. We got more responses than last year, which I was extremely excited about, and we got a lot of great comments, and we got a lot of interesting statistics to talk about. So we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But first, we have a few new jump starts to talk. About. About And, like last year, I thought it'd be great to get a guest on board, and here he is. How are you doing, Maxie? Maxie? Maxie's just dead. He's busy uh, drowning in manga. Though I'm also drowning oh, in manga. no! We are GTZ! <laughs> what are you doing here? Did you take out Maxi? Did you assassinate him? You vile demon now
0: Yes, I assassinated him to steal his bookwalker account. So are you secretly the one buying all those ebooks on his uh, on his bookwalker account? are, are you res- are you single-handedly responsible for his financial destitution? Yeah, pretty much you monster. <laughs>
1: Oh, by the way, I got a very strange visitor who was asking for you, or at least he was he like mentioned that you sent him my way. And I was like, I, I don't know why you, I don't know why you came here. I don't know where, who this Iron Fist is. I don't know where he lives. So, but uh so I, he said he was like going to go back to Minnesota and uh punish you, destroy you. So you should probably be on the lookout for that. I completely forgot about that joke. He uh, didn't seem like he was joking. It didn't seem like he was joking. Really. It you know, helps that I Humans is that. just such a forgettable show that you just kind of forget about it like immediately after watching it. Yeah, I literally forget that guy came to my door until I you came on this podcast, rudely interrupting it and replacing our good friend Maxie. But I guess you'll do. I guess you can discuss survey results with us because you were on a lot of uh, episodes of the show last year by virtue of being the default co-host of all the side podcasts. So <laughs> Yeah, that sort of just happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're around, so you're the easiest guy to talk to, so... Uh well i mean I mean if anyone were to you know uh, host any like manga maverick stuff while i'm gone i i I trust v Lord to do it. I think he's pretty cool
1: ah oh, thank
0: you <laughs> he's He's
1: killed you twice to take your place on the show, but then you keep getting back to life. Colton's just gonna have a little accident um uh, those, those <laughs> stairs those stairs over there seem a little slippery um it'd
0: be it'd be a shame if Colton were to uh, fall over uh, break a few bones. I mean, that would be. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, guys, you know, I'm I'm sure all of us have read enough Shonen manga to to know that uh, uh, today's enemy is tomorrow's friend, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, you I know. Mean. <laughs> that's how it works. It's pretty much. That, that's how it works in manga and in real life, obviously. Because exactly. manga is real life. Especially Shonen manga. Um, So, I guess, yeah, before we get on to our uh, survey results, which I'm sure uh, a lot of you listeners can't wait to hear us talk about for however many hours, uh, we should talk about, yeah, some of the manga we've been reading, including, uh, j- just a few things from a uh, jump, such as, uh, the newest one shot from, uh, now uh, starting point or Eno Genton, which, uh, I believe we mentioned on the show a couple episodes back as, uh, basically a one shot that was a part of this collection of one shots from, from, uh, returning, uh, jump veterans such as Tite Kubo and, uh, and of the like. I forget. I think Shimabukuro might have had one. I, f- I forget off the Shima top of my Bukuro head. Shimabukuro
1: did. Nyusio Isen had one. And there's like yeah, there's like a, there's right. like a yeah.
0: large list of them that they're doing for the 50th
1: anniversary that they're just like spacing out. A lot of them have new one-shots coming. This is the only one we received so far, but I'm sure that we will get, like, the cubo one and the Shimabukuro one at some-, some point.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I'd have to imagine. I would hope so. That That's just that's just something I kind of want from the Viz jump in general is, you know, because I understand that they can't always add new series to the lineup because of space and whatnot. So, yeah. so at the very least, I'm always just looking forward to whether they can... You know, whether they uh, uh, they ever have the space to just put in a new one-shot every once in a while, because obviously those don't take nearly as much dedication as a weekly serial, you know? So, but uh, yeah, I guess, uh, Sid, what, what is this new one-shot from Komi uh, all about?
1: Man, it's been a month, but to describe <laughs> it, basically, there's this guy who really likes video games named Takumi Tomouchi, and he loves this fighting game called Kodas that's that's what it's called. It's C-O-D-A-S, and it's an acronym. I don't know what it's an acronym for, but it's like a big fighting game that people play around the world, and they play online and stuff, and it's like a one-on-one fighting game, and whoever knocks out the other player wins. So it's, it's pretty simple fighting games. No Stree versus three like your Arxis games, but uh, anyway, he's pretty decent at it, or at least he thinks at it, but then... He realizes he's not so good when he gets schooled by the class rep, Satsuki Minahara, who... He thought was just like this bookworm, super serious, studious student, but it turns out that she is actually like a super good fighting game player, and is a part of the video game club. And so she invites him to the club, and he decides to strive to get better because everyone at the club is aiming to become pros in esports. And he doesn't even know what esports are, so like he he's totally out of the loop. But like now, once he realizes you can actually make a career out of playing games, he decides, yeah, that's my path. That's what I'm gonna do for a living. So that's what he decides to do. So he basically like joins the club, and then they make him do some menial chores at the start. But then slowly he starts being able to play in games, and then by being in the club, he starts to get better he learns the class reps and motivation and that inspires him and then like just when Satsuki's, like about to attend the national tour tournament for kodas guess what would happen truck cousin Tru- Carcoon comes <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was exactly going to say that, but yes, Truckcoon's less remembered but still prevalent cousin Truckcoon comes to finish her off, but it doesn't succeed and she just gets thrown into the hospital, but her arms are messed up, so she can't play fighting games for a few years because she needs to, like, recover. Trunkun and his fam really need to get their game good. I mean, first the Fuka anime—they failed to run over Fuka, <laughs> and now this. I mean, they—they have they just really let it go. What happened to the good old days of Trunkun and truck-kun his fam? Succeeded in the manga continuity. Trunkun's batting average is pretty good usually. <laughs> okay, true. Is this Carcoon? I don't know. Carcoons were hit and miss, even though there's more cases of cars. Running over and killing people, but not in manga. In manga, it's always Truck-kun. Oh. Uh, but anyway, since Satsuki can't fight in the tournament, uh, Takumi goes to do it instead and, you know, kind of symbolically win for her, like, to to show that she can also succeed and, like, inspire her again.
0: And, like. Uh, yeah, and then it just kind of ends there, really. Yeah. Yes.
1: So I, I, as a I talked about this before on a stammer stream when I was a guest on there a few weeks ago, and I think my main takeaway from this was this was like, and it, this is an interesting premise, and definitely like esports is like a subject that like would be great for a shounen manga. Yes, but I don't think that this. Uh, premise so far has been refined in terms of like the presentation of the characters and also like this the you know how Comey has visualized the fighting game yeah like you don't you don't really get like a good sense of it actually being a fighting game
0: like it just feels like some weird simulation a, a lot of the action sort of felt cluttered to me like half the time i couldn't really tell what was going on personally Like the first time I read this, like I just would basically just skim over the panels where there's actual fighting because
1: you can barely tell what's going on.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't look like any fighting game anyone would play because there's no backgrounds. It's just like some weird grid, and I don't understand like the characters. They're like weirdly over designed, but at the same time, not detailed enough. He's also not using a fight stick. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't, yeah, there's no fight stick. So I don't know, like, who would play this or why. And we don't know the rules of the game. It's like, whoa, it's a one on one fighting game. That's, like, the most basic thing. Like, what are, like, the specific mechanics that make this game interesting? Like, there's, like, a lot of deep stuff into playing a fighting game and being good at a fighting game. And, Like, the manga doesn't touch upon that at all. Like, it gives just a broad overview of, like, what. Esports and professional esports is, but doesn't like actually get into what the game is and how to get
0: actually get how they actually get good at the game. So that's like a big thing missing. So you want to, I, I, you guys want to know what I think? I think the biggest problem with this, with this one shot is, is that it's a one shot. I think that's its biggest problem is that the, pre- yeah, the, yeah. the premise itself is really interesting, and I, I fully agree with Sid that at some point i was gonna say i was surprised that this hasn't happened yet but as as the characters in the one shot kind of comment that esports especially i guess in japan are still a fairly new th- kind of thing a fairly recent kind of thing uh, like a recent phenomenon that's only just now becoming a little more i guess not mainstream a little more respected and recognized and uh, recognized yes and I really do think this would have have made a better series. Like, if if Jump next week were to come out and say, yeah, we're doing an esports manga, I would read that from Chapter 1. I would be totally invested in that. But I also think... I'm also not sure if Comey's the right person to tackle the subject from what we've been given with this one shot. But, uh, But again, that could also be because of the fact that this was just a one shot and not a full series, that maybe that's why... Uh, Comey couldn't go into particular, like, he, he doesn't have the time to go into stuff like the particular mechanics of the fighting game and whatnot. And I also, I also think because of how much, you know, pay, how many pages and how much space he has to tell the story that I honestly think the third act is very rushed and it's, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be really emotional. And I, like, I wanted to feel it, but I just, I just wasn't
1: like if you yeah. like if you were to compare this to like his last one shot toki doki, now that was a perfect one shot that was like a complete story. toki doki is like a perfect short story. It feels like a very kind of natural flow and it feels very much made for that kind of like short kind of a short one chapter kind of uh depiction while this kind of just feels like a prototype for an idea Comey has. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like a complete story. It felt like, it felt like a starting point for a larger series. But I think it was also a little rushed. It was like a couple chapters crammed in together because there's a lot of stuff that's being glossed over. I mean, it's very just focused on like the, Development of the two leads, Takumi and Sasuke. Yeah. So like a lot of the time is just focused on describing their characters and why they like the games, but it doesn't again, I think for a, to make a good manga about esports you need to get into the actual games you need to really flesh them out and make the games feel like something people will play and comey didn't really do that because i don't understand why this game is popular or why people would play it and i don't understand the mechanics and the, how the fighting works so yeah like i wouldn't be opposed to him like making this into like a full series but based on this i don't really have a Strong confidence that he'd handle it well? I mean, maybe if he had more time. I mean, Comey's great strength is, like, characters, so I'm sure that foundation's pretty strong. Like, I like the backstory of Satsuki and why she is so enamored with fighting games and was inspired to become a professional gamer. But... I think that again, he needs to like focus more on the game and like really get into describing that. Cause that's what a lot of the great sports manga do is that they really spend some time really getting into what the game is. And so you kind of know what it's all about, even if you've never played it and you can get int- interested and invested in it. Like, Oh, like, iShield 21 spends a bunch of time describing the game. Yeah. So, you know, like, stuff like that, you know, they spend time actually trying to go over, like, the rules and, like, how that game actually works. So that needs to, that needs to happen. Especially since, you know, with, 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 like, a fighting game, there's, like, just so much more involved that's, like, difficult to just get a grasp on if it's, like, a nebulous concept. So you should you need to really get into the details and the mechanics of like why this thing is successful and difficult to play, because like for most button mashers out there you won't you're not gonna really get why this is hard,
0: yeah, Komi really does just kind of present like a very bare bones game, like hey, what kind of game is it? It's a fighting game. What do you do? You fight
1: here's your generic six button fighting game with your super generic character models yeah just go just go play it guys you know what komi should have done you know what a should have done they should have tied this into dragon ball fighters that should have been the fighting game they were playing that would have been amazing wouldn't actually that, wouldn't, that have been, <laughs> wouldn't that have been such a great hook that, that would have been so meta <laughs> like jesus yeah like everyone reading shonen jump knows where dragon ball is they know how that's supposed to be. They'll know that. Oh, what? This guy's a Yamcha player, and he's beating a Goku player. Whoa! He has to be really good <laughs> if he's a Yamcha player. I think those Yamcha players are pretty OP, man. That 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 a quarter circle forward is uh, uh pretty tough. <laughs> Yamcha is actually pretty good in the game. I have whooped so many people's asses online with Yamcha. It, it, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, sounds What's your great. team in fighters? Um I'm like I'm kind of swapping around. Right now I'm using like uh
0: Yamcha Frieza and uh Trunks. Mm, interesting. That's an interesting combo. Um but no, yeah, gr- great great idea for a series, but yeah, it just, this to me felt like a cliff notes version of an entire series in in like, what was it, 50, 60 pages? It felt like yeah. it was a long one. But I mean, I, I, would, I would like to see more.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see more. I always would like to see more from Comey. He's a great writer. And I definitely would like to see this idea fleshed out into a series format. Maybe Comey will be the one to do it. Maybe someone else will. But regardless, it's a great idea that definitely should happen uh eventually and i hope that comey also you know returns to a full series eventually yeah i mean i enjoyed his previous one shot i still like this even though i have some problems with it and you know i just always like seeing his stuff
0: so hoping for more from him (laughs) you know you know guys i think a great second choice for um for for an author to make an esports manga would be Togashi, because he would definitely go out of his way to explain how an entire game works, because he totally hasn't done that before. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God.
1: He would, but he might over... But he'll come up with a bunch of rules that will not matter at the end. He will spend pages devoted to describing all the cards <laughs> oh when most of them are not relevant to the story. I, I think he did that in, like, his, uh last like one shot about yeah, the card I, game i remember that yeah I, I remember there being like a lot of like rules like just being listed off on some of the oh goshy!
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i mean he wanted to make that i guess he has made that like, card game manga i don't know if he plans to still do that as a series yeah i, I still think he'll probably try to make it as a full maybe. series maybe that'll just be the next Dark of hunter hunter he'll just cram all his ideas into one series <laughs> Like Oda does, because he knows that he won't have time to do another one after he finishes Hunter Hunter. Eventually, Hunter Hunter is just going to become a sports manga. Yeah, I mean, it was for a brief period of time where they played uh, that dodgeball game. They're going to start so. playing golf, and then Robo's going to appear and a uh, crossover. Yeah, I mean that'd be good. I mean, uh Takashi was F- 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 Fujimaki's editor, so. Like, huh. they could totally collab. I'm sure they have a good working relationship. Then Krollo's gonna seal, like, everyone's, like, powers and, like, channel it through the golf ball or some shit at not know. <laughs> I don't know. If Krollo lives through this arc, I mean, you know, Carapacus on the boat and Crollo's on the boat. They gotta confront each everyone's other. Everyone's on gotta, the boat, They gotta though. fight everyone's on the boat except for Gon. He's just gone now. We don't need him. He lost his net. He's useless. He's trash. He's worthless. <laughs> but everyone else Everyone else is re- relevant again. Hanzo is relevant again guys. Hanzo is in the last few again? chapters. I don't know. Maybe he's on the boat too. Maybe he's a secret uh, guy in Karapikis team that's like on the boat that we don't know about. Maybe Zushi is the reason why the seven princes guards have disappeared, guys. Maybe this is Zushi's doing. He made everyone invisible. He stole Hanzo's body. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, we're 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 getting way off track. We should yeah. we should we should move on to um to, to the other jump start that we haven't talked about yet that came about with this uh with this latest round, along with uh, Boza Beats, Act Age, Sid. What what is Act Age about?
1: It's an acting manga following this girl called K Yonagi, who it takes care of her younger siblings, and she really wants to get into acting and make a career as an actress, but uh, you know she hasn't had a, a huge luck with her results and. Life is pretty hard for her because she has to take care of her two younger siblings all on her own. So she's really struggling, you know, to make ends meet and find time to take care of her younger kids and still go to school and stuff. But she gets noticed by this uh very famous international, at least internationally, he's famous, director is Sumiji, who notices that she is like a method actor, that she like, really gets into character and draws from, like, her own life experiences to inform her acting. So he gets very intrigued by her and arranges things against, like, the producer, the director of his uh production company's wishes. He arranges to have her try out for another audition where their goal, where their task is to act as if, like, there are wild wolves uh, in front of them and, like, how they would deal with that. And so what really, like, surprises and shocks everyone about, like, her reaction is, like, the fear she's able to inhabit, like, pretending that there's this feral dog in front of her because she is thinking about, like, if she was in that situation, what would she be doing? And she was thinking about, oh, she would be fighting... To protect her siblings in that kind of situation. And that sends like chills down everyone in the room's spine and it like really impresses Sumiji. So the director of that company still, uh, rejects her because she thinks that that kind of acting, that inhabiting like living experiences is a dangerous thing for a young girl to be doing. But Sumiji just thinks that she's a real talent. So he decides to like go off on his own and on his own like production company and like hire her as independently for a project that he is working on. And so in following chapters, we see him kind of training Kay through these short projects like he has her act in a commercial where she has to pretend she's like cooking for the first time. And then she is acting as an extra in a film, or she just has to be an onlooker watching as a young child is being killed. And so these are all tests to challenge Kay uh, and to doing different types of things that an actor will need to do. And... Uh, to push her to like really refine her acting. So the third chapter I left off them is really tantalizing, intriguing place where like Kay can't just imagine herself as a bystander watching a child get killed because she's just not like that in terms of her personality. But like the director of that project is like no, you are an extra, you have to do this, that's your job, so it was, like, really killing me, oh, man, I want to read chapter four, I want to see how she develops and is able to reconcile with the situation, uh, and, like, I really like her development, so. I I love, I love in that chapter how, like, uh, when, like, uh, uh, she stops, uh, the guy from, uh, uh, doing, like, the act of, like, killing the girl, the girl just starts crying. <laughs> yeah, it mean, it's, like, sudden and surprising, right? I didn't so, get like, killed! Whee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she was so upset. She wasn't able to fill her role. It didn't grow.
0: from From chapter two on, there's so many, like, little funny moments like that. Like, um... Like how, um... Um, Sumiji, uh, kidnaps, uh, Yonagi to, uh, to bring her to the studio. And, uh, I, I love how you just have like these two panels of like this van oncoming and then just crashing and exploding into the wall. And then they're just fine a couple panels later, like nothing happened. Like I, no, I, I loved, I loved the little gags like that. Um, so I, I really liked all the little funny moments like that. So, so this is, this is coming from somebody who is very, very strict on, what kind of new jump series that they follow? Because you know, I've talked about on this podcast so many times about how I'm always very hesitant on following anything new in jump. You know, until I know that it's uh, surpassed at least a year's worth of serialization. I'm I'm telling you right now, if there were 50 chapters of this out, I probably would have read all of them because that's just how much I wanted to keep going. And I was actually pretty upset when I realized, oh, this is this is the end of the Jumpstart preview. God damn it, I want more.
1: <laughs> that cliffhanger is one of the most tantalizing in recent memory. That was like, "Oh my god, I want to read the next chapter." But previous jump starts like the chapter 3 ending out point, you know, it's like, "Okay, uh, I hope there's more." But like it doesn't like get me truly like excited, truly like really wanting to read the next one like the <laughs> chapter 3 ends of this because I mean, it's just, it sets up such an intriguing conflict for Kay to resolve, and I want to see how she does it, because she's a really intriguing character with, like, how straightforward her thinking is, and also just how, like, deeply emotional her style of acting is, and like, this idea of, like, this might be dangerous, but this also makes her acting, like, feel authentic in a way that a lot of other acting doesn't, and it's just such an intriguing dichotomy, and it's like, oh man, I want to see, like, how this character develops, and, like, where this is gonna go with her. I mean, just based off, like, last few jumpstarts we've gotten, like, it, it feels very different from what you'd expect from Shonen Jump. I've definitely heard a lot of people say this doesn't feel like what you would expect from a Shonen Jump series. And I'm hoping that'll be something in its favor. Because, like, the last thing that didn't really feel like much of a Shonen Jump series, Promise Neverland, you know, that was a breakout hit. And I'm I'm hoping this might have some of the same magic that could also appeal to people in, in and, like, find its own niche and jump because it is so different from what we usually get from the magazine. Yeah. I mean... It, it, we haven't really had, like, a acting manga in Jump, and especially not a, you know, female-focused, female-protagonist-driven one. So, like, that's pretty unique. And I think, you know, there is, like, more openness to having, like, that kind of manga thanks to Promise Everlands. So I'm, I'm really hoping for the best read because I definitely want to read more.
0: It it really just it does not feel like a shonen manga at all, and I think that's what I love the most about it. Um, it just it it just, it like yeah, I think that's pretty much what I like most about this series so far is that it just feels so different from and really anything in Jump right now. And yeah, like Sid said the last time, the last time I had felt that way about any new series in Jump was the Provost Neverland, and I, I i i hope I hope this series can uh you know at some point kind of become a part of that group of new jump series that are like just so so interesting and so different from uh you know from what we've gotten in the past along you know with stuff like Promise neverland and you know dr stone and just s- stuff that's so wildly different from each other that's that's what i really what i really want from jump and i think jump has been giving us late over the past year or so it's just a a good variety of different series in its lineup. And I think Act Dates just adds even more of that. Yeah,
1: I mean, we, there's a bunch of, like, series ending soon, like, so hopefully though, there's some room for uh, new mainstays. Yeah, so uh, hopefully that'll definitely help it out a little bit because it'll have some space for it to continue developing and find its audience.
0: But best case, best case scenario, I hope that, because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure this probably won't, get added to the lineup, at least not, like, right away, I don't think. Of course, it depends on how well it does in the next coming months. Yeah. But I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping this gets, like, the Kimetsu no Yaiba treatment, where, you know, it, it runs long enough to get some kind of following, and then Viz kind of revisits it later, and maybe picks it up from there, possibly.
1: Yeah, that would be the best bet, since there's no space in the lineup as it is, so it would definitely have to be something that would be released and licensed down the line. But, yeah, I definitely want more from this, and I'm hoping I'm hoping this one is successful. You know, the last couple times we've been, like, pulling for a new jumpstart hasn't worked out. I mean, Golem Hearts, <sighs> uh, that, that crash and burn... Golem Hearts just kind of, like, shat,
0: shat the bed after, like, the its jumpstart chapters. Which is such a shame, because those first three chapters are so good. Yeah, it,
1: it just gets kind of
0: disappointing after that it's a real shame
1: but you know hopefully this will continue to be very interesting and it will interest people in Japan and they'll support it and we can get more of it over here in english too because Cause, i don't know just some, something
0: something about act age I, I see the potential in the series i think this could be if it if it keeps going the way it is i think it could be a hit like i ju- i could just feel it somehow
1: I, yeah, I mean, I think there's just so much potential in the main character herself and, like, her emotional issues and, like, how that ties into her acting. Mm-hmm. Like, because she has trouble, like, you know, displaying emotions in her, like, daily life. But then she digs down deep into herself, into her memories and pulls them out of her. Mm-hmm. And, you know she's something when she has turned that on when she has turned on like a a memory or a feeling it's hard for her to turn it off like she has that scene where she's like in you know the bathroom with her uh with her siblings and like her little sister is like noticing she's still crying because like she had you know tapped into that earlier in the day and she still hasn't like gotten over that yet so i think this idea of like this kind of acting is like so personal that it can be dangerous for her. It's like such an intriguing kind of psychological focus to go towards. And I really want to see that explored more. I think the series will go that route if it continues, because I think that's the way it's being set up. And I also want to see like, you know, Sumuji like her relationship with Sumuji is also intriguing because you know, he definitely sees so much potential in her as an actress and as like an actress that can play a role that he's wanted someone to play for a long time. But does he really have her best interest in heart or is he just, you know, kind of grooming her to like play that role in for like his own selfish reasons. So it's like an interesting dynamic there. And it's just a lot of intriguing elements to the story that I, I just want to follow and see where they go. I
0: could see this becoming a really gripping drama, honestly, and I think I'm, 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 I'm so ready to read something like that from Jump. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean we we haven't had this kind of more down to earth slice of life drama in Jump for a while.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Everland is a pretty, you know, psychological, dramatic series in a, in many respects, too. But, you know, that's also more of a fantasy. And it does have, like, its action elements, too. But this is definitely more slice of life. So it, it'd be a very different kind of thing for Jump to Run.
0: I was going to say, I don't—and I, I could be wrong about this, which I'm sure I am. But I feel like we haven't had something with these kinds of elements uh, to a series since sket dance, and, I mean, obviously sket dance was more comedic, but it w- it also wasn't afraid to dive into some real, like, real heavy dramatic, you know, ca- character driven stuff. And I'm hoping we get this, I, it, and it seems like we're going to get the same kind of thing, you know, out of act age except on a on on a, on a different level, considering its um its subject matter. I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I can't really think of anything. That has, like, this kind of, like, psychological element to, like, a more ordinary world kind of
0: setting. Yeah, but uh, I this this totally gets a full recommendation from me. I, I want more of this so bad. <laughs> definitely. I'm really,
1: really excited for this one. It's definitely the most excited I've been for New Jumpstart in quite some time. So, man, I'm just hoping for its success. And I also it's also like gotten me super interested and uh, reinvigorated my interest in acting manga. So I definitely need to go back and can re-, re continue to skip beat and also like re to Akito and because like I want I want more stories about this and like while I'm waiting for Actage to hopefully come back, I should probably get back into those two other things I really like.
0: Yeah, I, I really need to start reading Skip Beat again, too. I didn't get very far a couple months back. Same. Um, but, um, yeah, we read, we, read, we, we read some good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it for that. So, Sid, I think it's time for the moment everybody's been waiting for.
1: That's right. It's time to discuss the results of our annual survey. And uh, we ran the survey about the end of December towards the beginning of February, and we got more responses than last year, which I was definitely, like, excited about. I was hoping that would happen, and it has. And there's some very interesting results, too. And uh, it definitely, like, shows that there's a lot of development in terms of, like, What our audience is like and what they're interested in in terms of what our content is. So I was very intrigued by that. So do you guys want to run down all the questions and all the demographics, fake breakdowns, like uh, all in order? Um, Sure, I'm fine with that. Cool. So first I asked what the... Age of our general listeners are like, what is their general age range? So, right off the bat, here, I there are like two responses that say that they are under 12 years old. I'm going to tell you right now that those people are flat out lying because I know (laughs) who I know who those two people are. Because what's great about Survey Planet, and this is a big change we did from last year, is last year we used Survey Junkie. Which was like a more more of an open poll and didn't really have like a whole lot of customizable features, but in this we we use Survey planet this time, and a great feature of Survey planet is that it keeps track of who the participants were and like what each of their individual responses were, and so I can tell based on those two people's responses that uh, those two people are good friends of ours, and I know for a fact they are not under 12 years old. I'm going to call you guys out now. Spark a spirit, and Ben, our friend from Minnesota. So, Freaking Ben. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know what Ben's email he put down is? We What? Ha, Ben's email that he put down was, ha ha, this is Ben, time for some honest feedback at gmail.com. <laughs> I have to go beat Ben's ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you, you Ben, for taking our survey, but uh, we're not being fooled by the the age that you have put down. So, no, we don't have any... Listeners under 12 years old. I mean, maybe they're they're under 12 at heart, but not really. Not this year. I was going to say, I, so, re- I, re-
0: I remember I remember last year getting a response from at least one 12 year old. And I. Again, I, that was spark of spirit. I was going to say, that, that I. That was spark of spirit. Yeah, I, I, t- I totally fell for it. I was totally under the impression for this entire year that we had at least one 12 year old listening. And I, ac- I actually went out of my way to try to not curse on the podcast as much because of it. So that's cool.
1: <laughs> I mean, we should still try. Try your best to avoid doing that, but no, that was Spark, and Spark's whole has this whole meme around him that, like, he doesn't want anyone to know his age, so he always, like, lies about it by, be, by being ridiculously, like, young or ridiculously old, so.
0: Yeah, th- thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Spark. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, no, in general, most of our listeners are... Between the ages of eighteen to thirty-four, like that sounds about right. Like the two demographics I put down here are eighteen to twenty-four and twenty-five to thirty-four, and both of them are about dead even in terms of like how many responses there were for each. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that's you know our age falls within that range. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would make sense. We appeal to you know people around our age. And uh, we have like one listener who is above 35, but not a whole lot of people older than that. And again, we don't have really any people younger than that, at least no one who took the survey. I mean, I can imagine maybe we do have some younger listeners, but none who have taken the survey so far, just some fakers out there. (laughs) Probably. So then I asked what. Uh, people's preferred gender identity was because I, we you know, would like to know the statistics of uh, for p- appealing to like both male and female audiences, and we uh, pretty much overwhelmingly appeal to male. We have uh, two thirds of the responses were males, so we mostly appeal to men. It seems, but we do have you know a sizable female audience, twenty five percent. And there were more responses than last year, where I think only two uh, women said they listened to our show. So, and I'm definitely happy that we seem to be appealing to some more gals out there. But yeah, I, I'm a little sad that you know it's not 50 50. That's what I ideally would want it to be. I understand, like with some, you know, nerd, uh, nerdy focused channels, you know, that's kind of how statistics generally tend to skew. It tends to be more male dominated, but I would prefer. I would. I really want to like have it be more of an equal kind of demographic mm-hmm. show. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's it's it might have to do with subject matter. Might have to do with the fact that most of our most of our guests and uh, us are like dudes, so we have a very dude like. Uh, and 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 all that shonen manga we
0: read because women totally don't like shonen manga at all (laughs)
1: shonen manga are for real i don't know i don't know know so much about that
0: though Um, of course i'm exaggerating but no yeah that's yeah yeah hopefully hopefully we can hopefully we can change that next year maybe possibly i don't know hopefully
1: yeah i mean it'll definitely have to come from like You know, hopefully uh, talking about a more diverse range of series and also, you know, hopefully getting some more uh, female guests on there, which is definitely something I really want to do.
0: That would be nice. Yeah.
1: Then uh, I asked where people live, you know, because I want to see like if we have an international audience. And unsurprisingly, most of our audience lives in the United States, a good 64 percent, about two thirds of the respondents live there. Uh, we do have, you know, two people from the UK. Uh, one of the, which is Maxi, of course. <laughs> but hey, we have another UK listener. We've got a Canadian listener. We got a listener in the Netherlands, and we've also got uh, listeners from all sorts of other places, including Poland and Peru.
0: There you go. There and you go.
1: Romania and Italy. And uh, yeah, actually, two people from Peru. So. You know, we do have people all around the world listening to us. Uh, Most of our listeners are in the United States, but we are appealing to international audiences. Uh, Just a note about the countries that I put down on the poll here. I had like 10 different countries, and this was all based on what were the top 10 countries who was listening to our stuff on YouTube. So I took that demographic information and like plugged it in here to, you know, see if uh the respondents of the survey would kind of reflect like those YouTube demographics, and not necessarily it seems because you know not a whole lot of responses from people in Brazil, Germany, Finland Mexico, and Japan but i yeah so it's very uh, it's very interesting to see what other places outside of the countries I had listed on the poll uh responded, so it was very cool to see. And uh, hopefully we continue to grow our international audience too. Yeah, that w- that would be nice. Yeah, but I, you know, I think we definitely made strides compared to last year, where I think was mostly North American
0: listeners, and 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 one UK listener who may or may not have been Maxi. It was totally Maxi. <laughs> it was Maxie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, so then I wanted to ask like how long people have been listening to our podcast and I wish that I had reworded the choices to be less. I, I feel it might have been a little confusing. I, I think next year what I'm going to do is say like from what year you were listening to us. So, like, from 2016, from 2017, from 2018, because I think that, like, this two years or less, one year or less thing, people might not have, like, really grasped that, because I definitely, like, noticed when I was digging into, like, who responded to what, that some people who I'm sure have been listening to us for longer put down result, different result that didn't necessarily reflect how long they've been listening to us, so... That was very that was some weird discrepancy. So I'll probably re, I'll reword that more carefully next year. But uh, basically, everyone for all these choices, two years or less, one year or less, less than one year, basically, like it, the results are pretty even in terms of everything. Basically, thirty-six uh, percent for one year or less or less than one year, and then twenty-eight percent for two years or less. So. From basically from this, it seems that we actually gained quite a bit of an audience last year, which is really cool. It seems that a lot of people, you know, got into our show last year and discovered us last year. And so they've been listening to us for like about a year or less. So that was really that was really interesting to see.
0: Hey, I mean, I I think we had a lot of really good reviews last year. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I definitely think like we put out our best stuff. From the show so far last year, I think that last year was like when we really got into our groove and like put out some really awesome discussions and got some really awesome people on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that we really grew last year as a podcast. And I think that's reflected in like attracting a bigger audience too. And I hope that can continue this year as well. And so then I asked how often uh, people listen to our podcasts. And so the majority response was about 48% of people saying that they listen to us for two to four hours a month, which is about what I would expect because our average length of a podcast should typically be about two hours. So with two of those a month, that should be about four hours in total. But, you know, of course, we do have episodes that run longer than that and stuff. Yep. But in general, that's what people, you know, tend to listen to us. For you know this amount of time a month, and uh, we have some people who put down like one to two hours a month, about twenty eight percent. So they might only listen to one episode, or they might speed it up. I know some people speed up podcasts, listen to them, which is something that I can't really do because it sounds weird to or me. Or what they,
0: or they probably do. They probably also only maybe listen to like certain parts or uh, s- certain segments of the podcast, like. I could see some people maybe not being as interested in news, and maybe they just want to skip right to our um, review or discussion of whatever we're talking about that episode, possibly. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case.
1: Well, we do have some people who listen to us more to four hours a month. We have about uh twenty percent of people listen to us for about four to six hours a month, which also is probably around the right range considering the length of some of our podcasts, especially like last year. And then we have one listener who listens to us for ten hours a month, so we have quite the super fan here, which yay, thank you. I'm glad someone was like really, really into us that they would listen to us for over ten hours a month. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, there are very few podcasts that I'm that I'm that I'm willing to listen to ten hours of at, at a time, or even during a month. So that that kind of blows my mind, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's really nice. And then also
0: going along with that, I asked what people's
1: ideal podcast length is. So this is interesting because last year we got a majority responses saying that they prefer podcasts to be, you know, uh, one hour or less or not a majority, but we got quite a few people responding that way. But this year we only have one response in that regard. Maybe people, you know, noticing the general length of our podcast decided, you know, it's fine the way it is, or at the very least, I know it's never going to be less than one hour on a regular basis, so nope. why why even bother? <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but the, yeah, yeah they, they see that first option, uh, one hour or less, those guys are never going to do that, why, why bother? It's never going to happen, we might as well give up. <laughs> <laughs> we have finally made them submit to, to the joys of two-hour podcasting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty good, because the majority responses are 72% for one to two hour podcasts. So I mean, that's hopefully the range that we'll kind of be going into in, in the future, because we also got, you know, some iTunes statistics, finally, that have pointed us to that the average you know length of time people listen to us on iTunes is about one hour and forty minutes, so within that one to two hour range, so I think that that is definitely something we'll try to aim for towards around the future, even with like long recordings where we might go over that we might try and split it up if we can
0: yeah that that's something we've been trying to do with uh lately what with uh our, our last ep- our last recording with uh, with Marlene that ended up being over four hours long we definitely had to split that up there was no way we felt comfortable putting out the entirety of that episode in one sitting um yeah. So, so yeah that that's something I think if if we can help it and there's a clear like there's a clear like you know cutting point or whatnot yeah that that's something we're gonna be looking into um, from here on into the future, I think. I think that's for the best, honestly. Um, and, you know, just in general, like I think we might have talked about this a bit last year, but considering that we try to tackle at least an hour's worth of news and then go into our usual discussions afterwards, I I think two hours is about, about our sweet spot. You know, like two hours, an hour and 40, maybe an hour and 50, I think is about a good... I think it's a good length to shoot for, honestly, considering how much we cover per episode sometimes.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I I think that's a good length to aim for, you know, two hours, maybe two to three hours. I mean, there's definitely an audience for people who like podcasts. Or more than two hours we did get responses to that extent about 16 percent responded they liked two to three hour podcasts and there were like you know eight percent of people who responded they like street plus hours and so you know there are some people who like longer podcasts but clearly the majority prefers that one to two hour range and you know I I kind of do it too honestly so I mean, I like two to three hours, maybe, but
0: yeah. See, I like I like longer podcasts, you know, for when like because you know lately at my job, you know, I'm stuck, you know, either um, opening or closing my store for like an hour, hour and a half, and you know lately, especially when I have to close down my uh, my the donut shop that I work at here locally, you know, sometimes I I like to put on I like to put on a little mini uh, mini queue of podcasts, you know, that I have saved up for you know when I'm trying to kind of pass the time, you know, if I don't feel like listening to music, I'll put on an episode of whatever uh, on my podcast backlog that I have to listen to. So, you know, I, I don't mind longer podcasts just because, you know, I, I personally, I think the longer the better. Um, some Sometimes longer podcasts for me are just kind of a uh, are, are a bit of a time waster. And I, I kind of like that, especially back when I was uh like, when I, I remember when I was in high school, I, uh, what was it? I I had a community service for one of my for like a government class I was taking that year and I had volunteered to do some grunt work at my local library. There was literally a day where I did nothing but scan books and that that was all I did for about 2 hours and I and you know having um you know having longer podcasts there you know I think was it was a nice way to kind of pass the time, especially if it was like a really interesting discussion that I was kind of into, something to kind of take my mind off the monotony of the of the tasks I had to had to perform at my library so I think there are I think there are pros to longer podcasts, but I could totally understand uh why people may be intimidated by them and why. You know, sometimes people may opt out of them if they don't find them interesting. Cause I, I do the same thing too. Cause there, are, there are some podcasts that I, I've been listening to for years where at this point, sometimes I'm kind of like, okay, I'm here for this one particular segment and I'm done. I don't want to, I don't really feel like listening to the rest anymore, which sometimes I feel kind of bad, but like they're, j- I'm just kind of at that point where I'm just like, uh, if, if I'm not interested in the rest of the show, I'm not going to listen to it. So I kind of I kind of yeah. see both sides of um I guess both sides of the argument here as far as uh, podcasting goes I guess.
1: Yeah, I think for me I found that I can't, like, listen to, like, one thing for just a long period of time, or at least not the same thing for a long period of time. Yeah. Because I like stimulation. I like hearing, like, different things, like, every so often. So, I found that that two- to three-hour range works best for me in terms of, like, mixing things up. But, yeah, I definitely can see that. I definitely can see, like, why people would like like long podcasts, but also, like why they might, you know, prefer shorter length, or especially if, like, they also are just interested in, like, a particular part of the show.
0: Yeah, like like I said, if I if I were still back in high school where I had more busy work, I wouldn't mind longer podcasts as much, but I don't have as much busy work to deal with nowadays now that I'm out of school. So it's, again, it's it, it could be hard for me to listen to longer podcasts sometimes nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm. But speaking of uh, people who might prefer... Certain parts of the show, the next question is, what is your favorite segment of Manga Mavericks? And so, here, the majority responses, about 60%, are the manga discussions and reviews. People really like that part of the show the most, by quite a margin. Uh, Beside that, licensing news is pretty popular, as is the Jumpstart Reviews. So those are also pretty well-liked segments. Sterilization News and Industry News also got a vote. And uh, yeah, so got some attention to the news that people like, but in general, people really like our reviews.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I hate to admit it, but mo- most of the time I kind of prefer, I I. I you know i i like recording our reviews more than i do our news e- even even when we have like really interesting news to talk about i at this point i'm mostly here for just the reviews cuz i think those are the those are the parts of the podcast i have the most fun on in particular just personally sure
1: yeah i i mean the news is like the raison, the etra of our show, so that's never going to go away. But definitely, the real fun part is in you know discussions and the reviews, because that's also when we you know we'll get other people on and we get to talk about things that we've you know been reading for a while and been really wanting to talk about. And so, I mean, that is like the most fun part of the recording and probably also the listening experience.
0: I think it's safe to say that our. Actual reviews and discussions are are probably the biggest draw of our show nowadays. Yeah. Where, where, whereas, you know, when we first started the show, it was mostly just a news show. Because back then, uh, this, might, this might be a little bit of inside baseball, I don't know. But but part of the reason, you know, we didn't do as many discussion or reviews at the time was because it was weird. Because I was still doing another manga podcast where I did reviews and yep. stuff. And I, I manga didn't. manga
1: quarter on Anime Street Thousand. Uh, now defunct. Animistry
0: 2000, <laughs> which is on
1: hiatus and hasn't come back in over a year. The last post on there was your review of A Silent Voice.
0: Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I, I didn't want to step on the toes of, of that show because I was already doing that show for a year. So, and I mean, n- now that I'm not recording the Manga Corner anymore, I don't really care as much. This is pretty much where I review manga now. So, you know, that, th- th- things have changed, obviously, since then. So yeah
1: I mean for the first for the longest time with our show in twenty sixteen it was just a news focused show. It was only really towards the end of twenty sixteen where we started like having some review shows and when we started having like discussion topics that had you know other guests on board and stuff but for most of our early episodes were just news based episodes, but you know even when we did the survey last year, the top result for what people liked, was the manga discussions and reviews. And so that's just, that margin has only increased since then. It's gone from 36% in the last poll to about 60% in this poll. So, you know, that is the draw of our podcast now, pretty much. So
0: clearly people like those, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, An interesting thing to note uh, compared to the previous poll is that in the last poll Q&A's were about 31% of uh, people's favorite segment so this year it's like it got no votes but that's probably also because we I can't really say we have didn't get as many Q&A's because we had two whole podcasts devoted to answering Q&A's yeah but, but it, it could also be because maybe those it were was less out. frequent I, I mean, mean like during regular, regular episodes when we really guys any. weren't really doing Q&A's it was really only like for yeah, those topics well, we didn't really get any we didn't really get yeah. it. Like, so that uh, might be why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would definitely love to keep answering more Q&As, and uh, I would. I, the Q&A-focused shows were fun. So I, I wouldn't mind doing more of those, too.
0: Yeah, those really depend on how much we get. And unfortunately, we just haven't really been getting a lot of feedback in, which is, you know, th- that that's just how it goes sometimes. Um
1: well, we do get questions on YouTube and stuff, but I usually answer those questions there rather than like discussing them on the show. So, I mean, maybe we could answer some of those on the show at some point. But like, a lot of those are like timely questions where I'm like, oh, I'll just answer this right now for this person. Yeah,
0: I, but, I, yeah, I look at those sometimes, and sometimes they're not. They're not really questions like we could really. Used to really have, yeah. Like, they're not really yeah. like big discussion topics. They're like, oh, are you gonna review this thing,
1: or oh, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this specific thing, or you? I had, someone brings up this interesting point, and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting point,
0: or or just like things that like people want us to talk about, and I'm just kind of like, um, I don't know why we would talk about that. That's not relevant to us, but sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we haven't really gotten a whole lot of those. Most we of got, the suggestions are for some, manga. I don't
0: know. It's be pre- I, don't rem- <laughs> I don't remember any.
1: I like uh, I don't our know. most our most like uh, frequent commenter, Matt Lucas, usually just suggests like manga stuff. Though he did, we did want us to talk about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, which you know we might discuss like the best manga section when we talk next time, but.
0: Yeah, outside outside of that, I'm just not really very personally interested in 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 the Crunchyroll Awards. Honestly, if I'm if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, that was redundant. They're, um, they're
1: just gonna have Yuri and Ice win again, even though Yuri <laughs> and Ice isn't even. <laughs> well, valid. By the time we do our next recording, you know, they'll have already have the results. So, and in, in any case, I think like the manga part of it was probably the only thing where that is, was relevant for us to talk about. I mean, the manga nominations are pretty good. So. Yeah, the manga selections were excellent and they had their own selection of manga judges specifically for that category so i don't know i think the crunchyroll anime awards have been much improved compared to last year and there's some pretty good choices in all the categories though i was sad that they didn't do best fight this year i don't know why they didn't do that that was that was a good category that's yeah. something people are interested in so i was disappointed maybe they can bring it back next year that would be nice
0: Mm. Speaking of things to bring back, that was my segue.
1: Oh, uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a seven out of ten. But yeah, th- this is these are things, or rather, people that we would like to bring back because our next question is, who is your favorite guest on Manga this year? And pretty much everyone got a vote, which was pretty nice. Uh, the top response was for Jeff Ruberg. Who walked away with about 22% of the votes, which I was surprised that he came out on top, because it feels like he wasn't on the show a whole lot, but he was on two episodes. He was on our manga fight with My Hero Academia, and on the My Hero Academia Q&A, and he was a really great guest on those. He was... Very funny. And he had great, insightful opinions on MHA. And we definitely have wanted to get him back on the show. We had plans, you know, for podcasts, you know, where we wanted to invite him back on. But, you know, those didn't materialize since we had to take our hiatus in like that last third of the year. But, you know, we hope to have him back on the show this year. And, uh, you know, there's a lot we want to talk to him about.
0: Man, yeah, it's it's been almost a year since we've had him on the show almost now, I yeah, think. Yeah, we had
1: him on the show in April and May, so, yeah, I mean, just about a year.
0: Yeah, we, we need to have him back on. I like Jeff. Jeff's cool. Hi, Jeff. I know you're listening.
1: Yeah, and thank <laughs> you, and I hope we can have you back on the show very soon. And then, coming in at third, at, at second place, we have, like, a streetway tie. Derby up. Yeah, uh between Maxi Bernard, Sakaki aka Bombardieruve and Or Kiribon and uh, Annalisa. All of them had got the same number of votes and yeah, I mean those uh, Maxi and Annalisa were our most frequent guests on the show last year. They appeared like the
0: most out of everyone. Oh no, yeah, we we need to have Bomber back on, and I I keep I keep telling him like, hey, as soon as that one Sunday series comes out from Viz, the Sleeping Princess and the Demon's Castle, I think it's called. Yep. you got the name right. Oh, oh my God, yay! Um, <laughs> Look yeah, <for> you. <laughs> as as soon as that comes out from Viz, we'll we'll definitely have him on because I really feel like. You know, every once in on a blue moon when another Sunday title actually gets picked up in English, we I think I think we're required to have Bomber back on because, you know, he's obviously yeah. a huge fan of Shonen Sunday, so much that he runs a blog about every issue every week, and I don't envy him because that looks like it takes a lot of work, but I appreciate yeah. his passion and you know, I, I just love talking to him in general, so yeah, we're we're definitely gonna have him back on this year. That's that's, that's a that's a guarantee.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking of people we haven't talked to in a year—that it has been literally a year since we last talked to Bomber on this show. And, and no, definitely—well,
0: not Annalise, I—I forgot. She's she's been on the show a couple more times since. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah. you
1: only talked to Annalisa once. That's but, true. I mean, she appeared on more a podcast last year. Uh, you know, kind of the side podcast she was on our Pokemon Adventures retrospective episodes, and she was also on our black clover anime discussion which we also plan to do more of i think that when like the the second core of black clover kind of wraps up or we're going to reconvene Annalisa Maxi and I maybe someone else and we'll you know talk about like the anime up to that point and then maybe do another one when the show is over another 6 months later but yeah i mean these are all people that you know we want to Back on the show, and you know,
0: oh, for sure, love
1: talking to I mean, bomber, especially you know I, since I haven't talked to to him in a year, like I really, really want to talk to him again because I love talking to him and I love you know reading his blog and seeing his opinions on Sunday. And uh, you know, I, I always enjoy keeping up with that, even though I haven't you know been able to comment recently. I always still read it, and I really appreciate it, and how passionate he is, and how dedicated it is to be able to get that up every week. That is that is difficult. As someone who used to try writing you know weekly Shonen Jump reviews, like I know how difficult it can be to like go through an entire magazine and try to like say something about everything in it. So that that takes a lot of dedication and time and passion and so i'm incredibly impressed with him and you know of course maxi is incredibly passionate and we love talking with him and elisa is incredibly passionate and we love talking with her like i love all these guys i want them back on i want them all in a podcast together if we can
0: oh that that would be amazing oh that that would be great yeah i the all three all three of these people are people i i want back on the show too like no question i i miss talking to all of them so yeah
1: and it's no surprise, I think, that you know our industry guests were also two of our most popular people on the show last year, which you know makes me happy and glad people really liked hearing them and you know liked our conversations with them. And we definitely hope to have more industry guests on the show, as well as you know Jeff and Annalisa returning for more episodes this year.
0: Yeah, that that would be nice. Yeah, more more industry guests, I think, are a good thing to strive for uh in the coming months i i always i always enjoy when we have a new industry person on uh th- those are always some fun episodes
1: mm mm-hmm. and then some other people who got some uh, votes notably were uh sam and our friend ethan and uh i was very surprised but also quite happy that ethan got two, uh like uh, got quite a few votes because you know uh, he You know, we recorded a lot of stuff with Ethan, a lot of ad movies episodes, but I only think we released two. We only released the Sword Art Online and the Samurai Jack episodes, but Ethan was, you know, awesome and hilarious in both of those, and he is a great guest whenever we were able to, like, record and talk with him. So I hope to, like, release the rest of the stuff we did with Ethan and with jonathan and all of our friends back home in minnesota all those at movies episodes out you know sometime later so this many year. at movies episodes yeah and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be recording more too so the backpack's uh, is gonna p-
0: keep growing but
1: yeah hey no. hey look as, as
0: somebody as somebody with over 20 <laughs> hours of audio to edit i totally feel your pain
1: we have more than twenty hours. We're dead. It. Oh, I, oh I don't doubt episode. that,
0: <laughs> but I'm, I, I still, yeah, I'm. I feel you there. Sam was a great guest. You only had him on for the One Piece episode,
1: but you know that was a subject that you know who else? bet? I mean, there were there are a lot of people love One Piece, but like he was a great person to talk to about One Piece. I always enjoy you know hearing Sam's thoughts on the series and reading his reviews of the anime. And he's definitely a person like I really would like to talk to about a lot of more things. You know, Uh, we took our hiatus like at a at an unfortunate time because I would have really liked to, you know, talk about School Rumble since that had its 15th anniversary last year. And Sam is a huge fan of that series. So and I was thinking we could maybe talk about that. But, you know, I just couldn't like uh, find the time to reread the series myself. So I wasn't able to get in contact with Sam and arrange something like that. But I'm sure that we'll have opportunities to Sam have Sam back on the show for other discussions this year, and I would really look forward to that.
0: Well, I'm not going to give anything away. I I had maybe one or two ideas for how maybe we can get Sam back on the show but uh maybe stay 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 tuned for that i i have i have one or i have one or two series in mind that i think he'd be willing to discuss other than school rumble so you know there's that
1: i have some ideas as well so maybe some hopefully some of those will materialize pretty soon but we want all the people we had on the show last year back on as guests this year and we want to continue increasing the amount of guests that we get on the show We had, like, ten guests last year, which was really awesome. But I want to, you know, continue, like, getting even more in. Like, more just people in general. Because there's so many people, like, we want to talk to. And there's, like, suggestions for guests from last year's survey that, you know, we weren't able to get on the show last year. But hopefully we can get them on this year. People like Jason Thompson and the Manga Machinations guys... And then there are a whole lot of people that I would really love to talk to, too. And there are also people from, you know, uh, our show in 2016 that we had on as guests that we weren't able to get on. Last year, like Casey and Josh that we hope to have back on the show again this year, too.
0: Yeah, hopefully. And uh hell, I'm I'm always on the lookout for any any time like, cause, you know, I I have a lot of friends, you know, on on Twitter or whatnot, who like, you know, they don't they don't read a lot of manga in general. But I know there's like one particular series that if I if I if I gave them the opportunity to come on the show to talk about that they would talk about for hours i i have a i have a couple of people my i guess in my social circle that i'm always kind of on the lookout for like hi huh, i think i i bet this guy would love to talk about this thing like i'm i'm always trying to set up stuff like that in the future so you know i'm always on the lookout
1: i mean i have a whole list of guests that i would love to get on the show it's just finding the time and opportunities See, to i think get that's a on.
0: that's a good problem to have we we have too many guests we want to have on the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, so I'm looking forward to having all these awesome people back on the show this year, and also reaching out to some new people and having great conversations with them. Yeah, same. And now we are going to talk about what people's favorite episode of Mangamerics was last year. And so the majority response, and this was a little surprising to me, was Descending Stories. Episode 32, Descending Stories. That got 25% of the vote, and yeah, that... That is a little surprising to me because, you know, that was a good discussion, but I didn't really remember it as one of our most standout episodes. Maybe because it had been like so long ago and I hadn't really revisited much. But yeah, that was the most popular episode.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that that's really interesting considering the 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 next most uh chosen episode, episode twenty six, where we talked about uh Shonen Sunday with uh, with Bomber um. For for, for a while, I had noticed was pretty much in the lead.
1: Yeah. And that episode, I'm glad that was extremely popular because, you know, Shonen Sunday is such like an often overlooked magazine compared to Shonen Jump and isn't always given the attention it deserves. So I'm glad we could like spotlight it. I'm glad we could get, you know, Bomber on to really go through the lineup and its history and like... What the direction of the magazine is looking like. And I'm glad people really appreciated that discussion. And yeah, so I'm extremely happy that is one of our most popular episodes. But yeah, the Descending Stories episode, I guess people just really like this shining spotlight on the manga. I mean, Descending Stories has a huge cult following. And. People are very passionate about it, so like any attention it receives, you know, I think is very appreciated by the fans. And I think we had a really good discussion about it, so I can see why that was one of our most popular episodes
0: too. And and hey, I mean, you know, we've said multiple times in the show that as soon as uh, soon as its run from uh, Kadancha ends over here, uh, as far as its English release goes, we'll definitely revisit it. So
1: yeah, and that'll probably happen next year, but I'm looking forward to that. And so then in third place, we have episode 28, our My Hero Academia discussion, which is also one of those ones which was extremely popular. We had Doctor on for that one. We had a pretty, you know, fair and even discussion about the series' strengths and some of its weaknesses, and that was appreciated by even, like, some of the series' most hardcore fans, you know, like my friend spark of Spirit, you know, who who loves the series, and, you know, they still appreciated. You know how the doctor kind of described some of his like issues with the series and found it a very fair and even discussion, so I definitely think that was a very
0: good discussion we had the The only way for that episode to have been more popular was if we if we had Josh on. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we have josh on
1: honestly oh
0: that would have been funny i i feel feel like i feel like at the end like i I love josh he's 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 a good friend of mine and i love talking with him and i love podcasting with him but i'll be honest i could see myself personally probably tearing my hair up by the end just because look i love josh but i can only take his opinions at uh, so much at one time honestly (laughs) He, he, he he and i definitely disagree on a lot of things but i still i still like discussing things with him in general
1: but uh, yeah, that was a great discussion. I'm glad that was one of our more popular.
0: Runs. I think Jeff uh, was, Jeff man, was on honestly, that one, wasn't he?
1: No, Jeff was on the manga fight
0: and the Q and A. He wasn't on our you know series discussion. Oh, that that's right, that's right. Okay, because was I, uh, I, remember, yeah. I remember I remember I was gonna say I remember talking with. Uh, him about MHA at some point I just wasn't sure if that was that episode yeah, but yeah. I mean
1: he was on
0: two of our three MHA focused episodes
1: just not on the discussion one wow we talked about My Hero Academia a lot didn't
0: we yeah we had three
1: <laughs> podcasts devoted to My Hero Academia it's, it's pretty deserved though I would say
0: yeah I mean we
1: had three <laughs> podcasts devoted to Jojo too so
0: that's true know. that's true yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah we Should have had Josh on as like a surprise heel in the manga fight. Oh man, that would have been so amazing! <laughs> Just had Josh in to like have some hot takes. I still want Josh <laughs> Dunham versus the world to happen at some point. I still oh, want God. that manga fight to happen at some point. Maybe it can <laughs> this year. And uh, some other notable response, I have, we'll go through all of them since you know they're uh, not everything got a vote, so we might as well spotlight the everything that did, but uh. T- Both uh, the History of Pokemon Adventures and uh, the Anime Expo LGBT manga got 8% of votes, uh, so two votes each. And yeah, I mean, those are two podcasts I'm extremely proud of. Those are also podcasts we got a lot of feedback and, you know, great response towards. So I'm glad they were quite popular too.
0: Yeah, the I think you were uh, you were tweeting earlier today. I know I'm kind of dating the recording that uh, our my brother's husband discussion on YouTube in particular got a, uh, broke a thousand votes today. I think
1: a thousand views. Yeah, I mean it's like or a thousand. Was, views, yeah. yeah, and that was that's been getting a lot of traction recently. Like it really climbed the views recently, and that was quite surprising mm-hmm. to me. But you know, I I'm glad that people are like trying to learn more about the series and are discovering our discussion of it and are really responding to what that discussion was saying about what we were talking about, you know, exalting the strengths of the series and what makes it so special. And, you know, more people are just discovering and getting into it in general. And I think that I really liked that episode because we had a great discussion about two series that I think were just the best manga to come out in North America last year. My writer's husband and my lesbian experience with And I, you know, really love both our discussion of both of those things. That episode also had our discussions of uh cross account and shoot on and uh, you know the cross account rant, as you'll see in a moment, in, in a little <laughs> bit, was uh was very well liked. People really I still have that. nightmares about that screen. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was a very memorable episode for a lot of reasons.
0: I think a lot of great discussion came out of that. Yeah that that was definitely one of my favorite discussions from last year. And yeah, my brother's husband was probably like out of any like any of the new manga that we we talked about on the show, like like stuff I have like I had gotten into through this podcast. I think that one was probably one of my favorite series thus far, definitely from last year.
1: Yeah, I I mean definitely both my lesbian experience with loneliness and my brother's husband would be my top two like new North American licenses from last year. Oh,
0: totally, yeah.
1: And uh, I'm also extremely happy that the history of Pokemon Adventures that those Pokemon uh, Adventures retrospective podcast, you know, were so well liked because you know those were you know a real passion project for me that I wanted to do, and I spent a lot of time on them. You know, because there was so much audio, was so much we talked about that, you know, there was a lot to edit uh, on top of, you know, doing all sorts of other editing things and also work and stuff.
0: Yeah, you you, so, you, you worked really hard on those episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm really happy that people really responded to them and, you know, really, really enjoyed them. So I'm, I'm really glad, you know, I could talk about, a, you know, one of my favorite manga and, you know, something that, you know, is very near and dear to me, so. And I was, I'm glad I could talk with jo- uh, both Jonathan and Annalisa about it. Cause they were, you know, extremely passionate about it. And we had just an amazing conversation about it.
0: Mm, let's see. I'm just kind of going through the list here real quick. Um, let's see. Our JoJo Q&A got a, got a, got a vote or two. Uh, um, State showed show to jump with Maxie. That was a really, that was a really fun episode. A uh, long time in the making there. Our Black Clover episode got a vote. Uh... Our GTO discussion, uh, do do do, and then our Death Note, yeah, Death Note, Wheel of Manga, yeah, those are some good episodes. I'm kind of surprised the the Death Note one didn't get as many votes. Um, I was kind of expecting that to get more, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot, I there's a lot of things I might I could have expected would get more votes. I thought Black Clover would get more votes, really yeah I mean that was a great discussion. I think a lot of people really liked it. I that mean, was look it's our most popular <laughs> discussion on YouTube, so that's true. You know, I'd imagine if, like a lot of people this really is, liked it.
0: This is no exaggeration when I say that that black clover discussion was life changing for me. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got
1: Stockholm syndromed into liking a manga. Well, that's a good thing. It was a, you know, it was a defining moment for our podcast too because it was the first time we had an industry guest on as well. So that was
0: why it was extremely important for us as well. I'm not even kidding. That uh, Like Black Clover, I think the, the best thing I got out of reading that series – uh, Black Clover showed me that not every shonen manga is going to, you know, um, appeal to uh, to someone like me who is, you know, who who is considerably older than the than the age demographic that shonen manga usually is geared towards, and you know, not every not everything is going to be, you know, the same as when I was a kid, and you know, I either I need to just accept that shonen manga is you know, it is what it is, or it's different from when I was a, you know, a youngin, or I need to just get the fuck out, because... <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, so, in, in in terms of just, you know, how I view shonen manga in general, Black Culver was, I've, like, again, I'm no exaggeration, really, was really life-changing for me in that respect, because I really do view new shonen manga in a different way, honestly, because of that series, and I do have to thank it for it, so
1: that's cool it's really interesting i don't i, don't, I think that's the f- maybe the first like life-changing like moment of maturity that maybe someone has experienced on this podcast i don't know <laughs> i i don't maybe, I, I don't know i definitely I, my life has been changed just by doing this podcast for sure oh but, no yeah um,
0: i i man this yeah I like just having this podcast in my life. Honestly, I just like doing the show. It's really yeah. it it really gives me an outlet to just talk about you know the things that I like, and I think that's really important. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I mean, there's so many amazing podcasts we did last year. I mean, I'm really happy with what we did with the show, and uh, yeah, I'm just extremely happy that a lot of episodes were really well responded to, and people just enjoyed a lot of what we did with the show last year. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm going to just comment on Wheel of Manga getting a vote because I think out of everything that got vote, that was probably the most surprising to me. But uh, I think people really like that Wheel of Manga gimmick. And, uh, you know, Wheelord and I were talking about doing that as like a
0: video thing at some point. That, that would be amazing, and I would watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like how Red Letter Media does that with, like, bad, like, videos. Yeah,
1: like uh, Wheel of the Worst from Red Letter Media. We're going to put a bunch of manga volumes on this spinning wheel, and we're going to spin the wheel. And whatever doesn't fall off, we're going to read.
0: I wish that could be something we could do in the future is that, you know, especially if we want to cover something like shorter, but we don't really know exactly what we want to cover, you know, as far as like, you know, just shorter series or like just new releases in general, I think that would be fun to do, you know, every once in a while, every other month or something, just just pick something random. I would love to do something like that, honestly.
1: Yeah, I would too. It would be fun if we could also find a way to legitimately make him random. Because last time we just decided on Fire Force and then, like, randomly I came up with this idea of the Wheel of Manga to just say, to hide the fact that we're doing Fire Force. And and I had an excuse to
0: use the Family Feud theme, uh, what my favorite game show. Um. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it'd be fun if next time it actually was legitimately random. And we were actually, there was an, and there has to be an actual wheel involved next oh, time. Oh man,
0: yeah, one of us has to build a wheel or something, um, I don't know, we'll figure something out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just some really good choices for people's favorite episode of our show last year. But also, I asked what was people's favorite episode of Manga Mavericks at Movies? And most of the people uh, answered to this one. So most of the people are listening to ad movies, which makes me very happy. And so, yeah, pretty much everything got a vote. But the top response with, you know, walking away with a third of the vote was Netflix's Death Note, which was a really great discussion. There was uh, just for the intro on that one alone. I think that was an
0: amazing. No, you did an amazing job with that intro. And really just like I... Just the, just the experience of going through the thing that was Netflix's live action death note. Just like that sheer optimism of, man, maybe this might be good. Going from that to, man, that could have been better, actually. <laughs> that was a journey. <laughs>
1: I think that what made it so great was the fact that we were optimistic about it on our Manga maverick skin of the manga, and then, you know, a week later, we talk about the movie, and oh no, it it all went horribly wrong. Oh no, it all went wrong. In every
0: way possible. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah, so I... Actually, you know what? Yeah, out of out of all the journeys I have taken on Manga Mavericks, Black Clover and the live action Death Note movie have probably been the most emotionally taxing so far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great episode, and that was that was that our longest episode of ad movies? I don't know. Was it? I don't know because I think our I think our favorite movies of 2016 was like two hours. And I think the Netflix dead was almost two hours, but not not quite, so I'm not sure. But it was definitely one of the longer ones, certainly one of the longer ones he had released in a while up to that point. And it was also notable because it was like the first episode in a couple months, and it kind of started off like this season two of At Movies in a way that I think got even more attention than like the first five-episode run of it, so... I think, you know, that also kind of brought more attention to like the app movie side podcast in general, which was pretty good. Uh yeah, so that was that got the most votes, and then with twenty percent of the votes, uh we have One Piece Film Gold, which was also very popular. We talked about a lot of good things about that movie and it was a good movie.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I liked I liked being on that episode still and it it was a good movie. I saw that movie twice. It was that good. Or at least I liked it that much anyway.
1: Yeah, I saw it twice too, and I have the DVD, so I'll. Yeah, I, saw, I still watch it again. In I still
0: I still need to get that on Blu-ray.
1: You know, I at the time I said that film Z was like my favorite, but you know, just because film Gold is so watchable, that might be my favorite because like it doesn't have like as deep of character or villain as film Z does, but you know, it's still re- it's like. The
0: most fun to watch it's such an Gold. entertaining movie like yeah i think i think seeing that in theaters compared to like you know watching it at home it's not gonna be as fun honestly like that that's a movie that's a movie i am glad i saw in theaters
1: i definitely think the theatrical experience certainly elevated you know the act of watching it the experience of watching it because you're in a theater with a bunch of One Piece fans who are also like really into what's going on, exactly, and that yeah. is a very special feeling that you know you don't get often. And hopefully we can have again when the next One Piece film comes out in a few years. Oh yes, that'll be nice. And so we have a four way tie for fourth place here, with you know each of these getting about ten percent of the vote, with uh, episode three Sailor Moon R, The Promise of the Rose, and Yu Gi Oh: The Dark
0: Side of Dimensions. Which I and was supposed to be it. on, by the way, and I, I didn't. And yeah, no, uh, I don't think we made
1: any concrete plans to have you on. Those, I asked to be on that episode,
0: I, Sid. I guarantee. I, it. I don't remember if you asked before we actually recorded. I think you asked after we ended up recording. That, that. probably happened, but I'm. I am. We saw.
1: I'm pretty sure we saw that movie before you did. I mean, wait you, for Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, we because we saw that movie like same weekend we recorded it like the night after we saw it or like the day after we saw it and i don't think okay because I, I remember for that like you had mentioned before we were recording that oh we but we might have Colton on then when i asked you like the day before you're like hey are we having Colton on you said no we're not having Colton on I, <laughs> I
0: never said that
1: i do not remember this at all you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Don't it's, it's, it's
0: in the past. I'm not salty about it at all. Nope, not at all. I don't even care. <laughs> except that. Except, except, except they do. Um, but not really. No. Hey, you know,
1: for what it's worth, <laughs> both of the episodes of ad movies you were on were the most popular, so we definitely should have you on more of those. Good. Okay, so also tied with episodes three. Oh, we'll just talk, talk about episodes three. I also really like that episode because we talked about, you know, two nostalgic properties to really cool movies related to nostalgic properties and i enjoyed our discussion on the boat and we had some really funny moments in boat too uh like when i called Shibi you my daughter who, that was hilarious uh, and then tied with that episode is episode nine the ancient minkus's bride and Lupin the third the bloods play of going on ishikawa which was a weird pairing of things to, you know, tie together as an ad movies episode, but I didn't really know what else to pair with Ancient Magus' Bride, because I released that episode, you know, when Ancient Magus' Bride, you know, came out in, uh, in early October, and we recorded that discussion in late July after we had seen, like, the Crunchyroll, like, anime movie night preview screening of the first three episodes, so we had that, you know, uh, on the backlog for a while as something, like, to release... And, you know, I found the perfect time to release it, but I didn't want to, I didn't really f- want to like edit the, you know, previous uh anime movie nights, Crunchyroll thing, the cabinary discussion, because that cabinary discussion was also like one long recording that we also did with my entire high school of sinking to the sea and guardians of the galaxy two, And like, I didn't really want to cut that up and release that as like two separate things because like, that discussion with Cabinary and Guardians in, in high school was, like, just one lot discussion that flowed into each other. It'd be, it'd be weird to chop up. So I was, like, trying to think of something else that I could pair with Ancient Magus's Bride. And, like, one of the few things that were, like, that was, like, a stray podcast that was, like, short enough to, like, attach onto that, so I didn't have to do too much additional editing, was the Lupin thing. And it also seemed kind of appropriate, since the Castle of Cagliostro had also just, you know, had its theatrical release. So I was like, okay, so Lupin was still relevant. But yeah, that was a odd uh, a pairing of discussions, but people really liked both of them, which, yeah, they were pretty good discussions. And uh also tied with that is episode 10, Your Name and A Silent Voice, you know, both of the biggest anime movies of 2016. They both got theatrical runs last year, though we recorded that A Silent Voice suggestion before the theatrical run because uh, we already got it off of iTunes. So we had saw- seen it months in advance. We also saw Your Name like months in advance because we saw it on a plane flight. Yeah, so those are good discussions about, you know, those great movies, which are definitely two of my favorite anime films. And uh episode 11, Samurai Jack, which was like the last at movies released in 2017. And that was also something we recorded months in advance of before it actually released, because we recorded that like in May after the season had just ended. But uh then in October, they had like the re theatrical release of the pre of the premiere movie so we saw that and recorded about it and then towards the end of the month they were doing another marathon of you know the season five so i was like okay this is a good opportunity to get you know get both of these discussions out there as like one thing so that happened and people liked that discussion and again that was an episode that Ethan was on and he was very fun in that episode and uh yeah that was a really good discussion too yeah i still need to listen to both of those episodes Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really good, and uh, also getting votes was episode five Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale again, uh, an Eaton episode, and he was hilarious in that, especially like his intro for it. That was that always makes you laugh, and also episode seven Lupin the Third, the Castle of Kagilostro, which is an installment in our Miyazaki conspiracy uh, arc of that movies that uh, was released out of order. Well, uh because we haven't edited those other Miyazaki conspiracy episodes and season 2 it has to come soon because of Ghibli Fest 2018 Yeah, there's going to be a season two because of Ghibli Fest 2018. (laughs) We'll finally be able to uncover the secrets of Ponyo. Yeah, I mean, we have to record like the ending to season one because we still have to talk about Howl's Moving Castle. But then, yeah, we'll have a season two, a second arc. I wasn't expecting to do a second arc of the Ghibli conspiracy episodes, but uh, (laughs) we're going to... I've I've already thought of some ideas
0: for Ponyo.
1: Oh man, I'm excited for it. <laughs> those episodes are gonna be amazing when I get to edit them because they're gonna have like a bunch of additional things besides our discussions. <laughs> yeah, so look forward to those. Those Ghibli Conspiracy episodes are gonna be a riot. Uh but yeah, so yeah, I'm glad that people really like pretty much every episode of Ad Movies. I was a little sad that uh, episode one and episode eight didn't get votes. I mean, episode eight in particular, because, you know, I really like the, I re, you know, that was a Jonathan episode and he was amazing in it, you know, talking about how the show totally misses up the Inhumans. And also, of course, we had like those doorbell interruption segments that have paid off into another subplot for this show, which
0: is amazing. I really liked that episode. I thought it was pr- so far I think it's the funniest At Movies episode I've listened to so far. Thank you. Yeah,
1: so I love that uh I love that episode. And yeah, episode one I'm kinda just sad more people didn't listen to, but I guess like when when you start out the first episode of a new podcast talking about your favorite movies of last year, it's like I I thought that would be good grounds like to get people to know what our tastes in movies were, but I think people like to know what your thoughts are on individual things before you like talk about your favorite stuff of a year or whatever but we are going to like talk about our favorite movies of 2017 we lord and i are going to record that pretty soon and release it i saw way too many movies in 2017 same uh we saw all the oscar movies too so we can talk about those as well yeah, uh, so we're definitely going to be doing some more Act Movies episodes this year. I mean, we have the material; we have twenty episodes worth of material. <laughs> uh, but uh that will it'll come out
0: soon. I was, was going to say you you could you Maybe. could you you literally have enough episodes to just to just release like every other week. You could you could take up a whole year of just all your backlog if you release them. You know, at a at at a I guess at a at a at a right schedule those those words came out right okay
1: <laughs> yeah maybe but i'll still have to figure out how i want to release those but yeah i'm looking forward to doing more ad movies this year because i like talking about a bunch of movies and uh, it's fun and so then moving on we have what was your favorite episode of manga fights last year and we only had like two released we got a third recorded but i didn't get that edited and that's You know, before I edit any of those ad movies, I want to edit that manga fight because it is a crime to the world that that is not edited and released because that is definitely the funniest manga fight we've ever done so far. Honestly, part of me doesn't even feel like it was really a manga fight (laughs) because it basically
0: just became a, it basically just became like an argument. I mean, it was a fight and it was about manga. (laughs) (laughs) Like they stopped, like, I think like they stopped doing like
1: rebuttals and stuff and just started arguing back and forth. And we just started it, counting. That. That's how it is. It's a, that's how it is, right? That's how it's supposed to be. That's the, they got passionate, Warren. They got
0: passionate. See, that to me is, is great because that's such a departure from like how we've handled manga fights so far. Because most of our manga fights, I, I would say, have been pretty civil. And we, we, yeah, uh, we don't, we don't really have the chance to like talk over each other at all. (laughs) And
1: Eden got extremely passionate about this subject that they didn't have any interest in until I asked them if they wanted to do it. And they were like, yeah, we hate Monster Girls, or at least we think we do because we hate Monster Musume. We'll read all this shit and, and talk about it and do a fight about it. But then they realized, oh, we actually like a lot of this stuff, but we still hate Monster Musume. It's, it's crap, it's garbage. And so <laughs> they they had some really passionate things to say about the stuff they liked and they had some really harsh things to say about the stuff they did in a game on MA. But yeah, uh that was that was definitely the funniest episode, and I I need to get that edited and released because it's a shame that it hasn't been experienced yet. Oh, and uh you definitely need to arrange for more manga fights in the future. I think that uh there's some it's there's, there's stuff I had planned but uh there's also probably other things that we could do with that. It's I probably won't be recording any more of those until like the summer though just because you know it's I don't have that much time to edit stuff on my own for right now. But yeah, I I definitely want to get back to doing more. Man,
0: yeah, those manga fights—we really put a lot of work into those. And if we're going to get back to those, I think it's safe to say that me and Sid really want to. We like whether it's me or Sid that has to edit those. um, You know, regardless of who who has to edit those, you know, we we want to make sure that we kind of maintain a certain quality with these manga fights. um, Because yeah, man, those are those are some of our best recordings. If I'm being completely honest. Definitely, I love doing them. But yeah, so
1: they only released the JoJo's manga fight and the My Hero Academia manga fight last year, and uh, the My Hero Academia manga fight sweeped away as people's favorite. It got seventy-seven percent of the vote. So they were both good episodes, but that My Hero Academia one was definitely like very fun and unique.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I remember Doc and Jeff giving really good answers to a lot of our uh, a lot of our questions.
1: Yeah, so that was really nice. And, uh yeah, I hope to do more manga fights in the future that are also in the vein of what we ended up doing last year is, like, because in the 2016 run of manga fights, we it was, like, me against everyone for, for the most part, like... We invited someone else on the show to debate me. But then finally last year, like in the mock we recorded, it was like we invited two different people besides us on the show to debate each other. And that's like more of like the direction I wanted uh, that, you know, I wanted to go in from the start, but we ended up finally doing. So, uh yeah, I'm pretty happy with that and uh i'm you know again i just want to keep doing more manga fights and i have like plenty of ideas and plenty of like people i would think would be really funny and really awesome to bring on so uh hopefully we can get back doing that in the summer and so uh let's move on to talk about our favorite people's favorite moment from our podcast Mm, i wonder which one it is uh uh there let's see how many responses there is for this. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six people responded the cross account rant. <laughs> yes. There are eight responses for people's favorite moment, and six of the eight are the cross account rant. Six of the eight.
0: I mean that that's probably our funniest moment from last year, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, it is.
1: I, I mean, because everyone has told me so. Everyone is like, man, that Kazakh kind of rant. That was amazing. That was iconic. That was a defining moment of your podcast. So, hey, yeah, I'm really glad people enjoyed how passionately angry I got at that series.
0: <laughs> it was so hard to keep up that discussion afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I I got really heated up. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty great, but uh, yeah, that entire episode was amazing. But I I can see why that was a standout moment from that episode and that and our entire run last year. And aside from that, uh, we got uh, some other responses included when we talked about the current state of Shonen Jump, and also us just being on no more hiatuses. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely try our best. Yeah, thank you guys for you know your support and enjoying the show. And uh, <laughs> I, I wonder if there will be anything this year that will top the cross-account rant in terms of memorability. Maybe we should just have you read really shitty manga? And then well, it's like... not so much the fact... It wasn't just the fact there was a shitty manga. It was the fact that it was shitty in the specific Aggravating way
0: that got me so mad. Now, see, on a totally different note, because I'm a masochist and I get a lot of entertainment out of bad things, I'll totally read shitty talk about shitty manga on this podcast. I'm totally <laughs> up for that. I'm 100%, 110% up for that.
1: But I prefer to spotlight
0: good things. I, I mean, think I, I do too. I do too. more, yeah. But, man, sometimes I wish – I don't know. It's its not every day that we get to talk about stuff like, you know, Circuit Breaker. Remember when we talked about that?
1: Man, honestly, I don't. I mean, I know we did talk about it. I don't remember anything we talked about regarding it. I definitely don't remember getting so worked up I screamed at the top of my lungs uh, like in the cross-account rank, though. But, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we will end up covering more series we dislike down the line, but uh, yeah, now we will talk about where people listen to our podcasts, and uh, those include and most of people listen to it on uh, both YouTube and iTunes. That that got like thirty one percent of the vote.
0: That sounds about right, honestly. And
1: uh, aside from that. There are uh, 17 percent of people who listen to it on All Comic, uh, nine percent listening to it on Hipcast, and in terms of like other places, there's Podbean and uh, Obercast, and that's and Player FM. Yeah. And so uh, there's some stray other places. We are on a lot of platforms, a lot of which you know. I don't even remember. But uh, there was no votes for Medium, which I don't even remember why I put that on the poll then. Probably take that out and replace it with one of those other things next year. But yeah, I mean, in general, most of us listen to uh, our podcast on iTunes and YouTube. Mm-hmm, yeah. And where do people follow us on social media? Uh, most of them follow us on Twitter. There you go. I feel like putting YouTube might have confused people in this one because then the next question is like, are you subscribed to the YouTube channel? But like, there is like a difference in like following a channel and subscribing to the channel that I kind of learned recently. So I thought that it would be good to just include it as an option as a social media outlet, but uh, it might've confused some people since there's, it was a little bit of a discrepancy between like the people who put like follow and the people who said they're subscribed. But, uh, I mean, maybe they also understood it in that same way that I kind of admitted. But in any case, 50% like Twitter most, uh, 30% follow us on Twitter, and uh, one person follows us on Tumblr, so at least there's someone who is paying attention to Tumblr. Uh, And then there's like six people who don't follow the show anywhere on social media. But yeah, I'm glad they still uh, managed to keep up with the show, though. And then, uh, yeah, I asked if people are subscribed to our YouTube channel because, you know, that was a big thing we launched last year. I wanted to see how that was going. And so two-thirds of people are subscribed, but uh, there are a lot of people who aren't yet. And um, hopefully hopefully, that will uh, change as time goes on and more people can will subscribe. I mean, I definitely hope to, like, do more YouTube-specific uh, content that will you know, be made for YouTube and be, like, actual, like, edited videos. I wanted to do that last year, but I didn't really get the chance to, but I definitely still have ideas for it, so hopefully that will happen. But uh, speaking in regards to that, uh, I asked which of the YouTube exclusive content we made last year that people enjoyed best, and it surprised me because 22% of people responded they really liked uh, our discussion of licensing news in October. The Wiz finally licensed and they're in Sunday manga when we kind of talked about Wiz licensing Sleepy Princess and a bunch of other new licenses that had come out last year. Yeah, so that was very appreciated by people. I think in general, people like it when they see like uh, videos or like the news pieces on the channel. So I definitely will upload more of that stuff before I thought, You know that stuff wouldn't be like relevant later, so I didn't upload it. But in the future, I'll upload. I'm going to be uploading more of the news content on there, since it seems people do appreciate that, especially like the maybe the YouTube only listeners. Uh, Aside and there's also a lot of people who just in general haven't seen the YouTube stuff yet. But uh, a second most uh, seen thing was the the. Podcasters Against Piracy Manga Rap, which I was uh, trying to start this, you know, movement of uh, getting uh, manga lovers and podcasters to make anti-piracy raps back when, you know, that was like a hotly debated thing. But uh, all the people I tagged did not respond to me. So, I mean, they said that they might do it, but they didn't end up doing it. But, uh, I'm gonna still hold you through that, Maxie. One of these days, you're gonna have to come through with that man. And then, uh, after that, we had uh, a lot of people who liked, well, we had, like, uh, two people who really liked the Judy Tyson anime episode reviews, which, you know, I also really enjoyed doing. A lot of those ended up just being me talking about it, cause we, uh, ultimately, We Lord <laughs> couldn't end up, like, recording it. I still haven't finished that show. And we still haven't finished, like, reviewing that show so like down the line in the summer i hope that we can like wrap up both these judy tyson episode reviews and the kino's Huno reviews because i enjoy doing them and i definitely have thoughts on those shows and how they ended and those specific episodes too so hopefully we can finish that up watching kino now just kind of frustrates me yeah but we gotta do it. We gotta finish that second half of the show, especially because it was so disappointing but uh, can I just go hide in the light novels, please <laughs> <laughs> to keep you safe um hopefully, you know maybe one good thing that will come out of that show is that maybe the light novels will get licensed for north America Maybe. Now. and then just some other things that had votes was my life is zucchini uh among America Dead movies episode that was pretty short, so I released it on its own on YouTube. And then uh, Justice League, Manga Maverick's at movies, which was our 100 subscriber special live stream. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And also Netflix's Castlevania, the first episode of Manga Maverick's on TV, which is basically ad movies, but with uh, on TV instead. Uh, yeah. So a lot of those were seen and appreciated. I am happy about that. And then in terms of what content people would like to see more of from our YouTube channel, We have, uh, as the majority, just more reviews with 41% of the vote. And then in second place, tied for that, we have video essays at 16% and live streams as well. And then in addition to that, we also have votes for lists and news. So those are definitely all things that I would look forward to exploring in the future.
0: I wonder if maybe at some point, if we wanted to maybe talk about like uh, if, if we wanted to talk about a series or something that maybe we can't turn into a full podcast discussion that maybe we could talk about it and then maybe just put it up on the YouTube channel exclusively and maybe we could do stuff like that depending on you know what we want to talk about that that was that was kind of something I was kind of juggling around in my mind a couple days back that I thought, oh maybe maybe we could look into stuff like that possibly I don't know
1: yeah, that would be just like what we did with the Juni Tyson Manga discussion. We could like record something like that that you know, we didn't have like a place on the podcast schedule or we didn't think would like be long enough to
0: you know put on the podcast feed, but we could put it on the YouTube feed. Yeah, we we could probably maybe look into stuff like that, but I guess it also it also depends on what we want to talk about because you know, if if I feel like we can make a full podcast discussion out of it of course i'm going to say let's talk about it on the podcast but you know just you know anything like small that you know maybe like maybe maybe i'm interested in talking about but it's like oh no i don't know maybe you, you could talk about that colton i don't really want to talk about it you know just so- something like that i don't know we have specific things we want to talk about or something i don't know just stuff like that yeah
1: like individual things that we might want to talk about that yeah the youtube channel would be a great place for that i mean that's kind of what me and real Art have already been doing but and so, like, yeah, we could just continue
0: to do more of that. Hmm. Okay. I see.
1: And uh before we move on to, like, the final couple of questions here, which are, like, talking about stuff people would like to see from us and, like, some final thoughts they have on our show, I'll go over, and since we've just been talking about a bunch of YouTube-related uh questions, let's look at the YouTube statistics for last year because those, that, those also tell, like, a different but very interesting kind of story of what people are interested in when it comes to our podcast and also what they really uh like the most about our show so i'll start off kind of going kind of order that we had been doing with like statistics that we had just gone over and first let's look at kind of the demographics like the the geographies here and so like the top five countries that watched our show in uh 2017 on our youtube channel was Uh, People from the USA comprised 50% of the geographies, and then the UK was 10%, Canadians were 6%, Brazilians were 2.5%, and the Netherlands was 2.5%. So those were the top five geographies, which is a little similar to what we had with the uh, poll results, but... I actually do not think that the Netherlands, anyone from the Netherlands, had responded to our poll, so that was very interesting to me. And uh, in terms of gender, we had like 85% of our viewers were male and 15% were female, so actually a little more lopsided on the YouTube channel than compared to uh, our our poll results. But uh, from what I know of you know channel demographics. That's pretty in line, again, with what these kind of nerd-focused channels tend to, you know, get in terms of their graphic breakdown. And also, again, it probably has to do with the kinds of content we release. And again, I hope to make that 50-50 at some point. And then in terms of playback locations, most people just watched it on the watch page, not really in external websites or whatever. In terms of traffic services, most people came in through browsing features, so they were, like, searching for subjects and then discovered our videos. This also includes, like, YouTube search. That was also, like, a big way people discovered us. And also, we popped up in suggested videos, too. So uh, people saw us on the sidebar, and they clicked and discovered our videos that way. So we're being discovered by all the metrics that, you know, are uh, enable like people discovering new YouTube channels, so that's good. It's good that uh, we're we're getting promoted alongside some other channels. That's good. And uh, in terms of the top viewed videos we had on the channel, oh well, here we in go, twenty seventeen. Do you guys want to start from bottom to top? Mm,
0: let's let's start from the bottom.
1: All right. Do you want to do top ten or top five? Mm,
0: let, let's let's do five.
1: All right. Yeah. So five. at number five with. Over 460 views in 2017, we had the Ruby Manga is Ending, which is one of our earliest videos. That was released in the first week of the YouTube channel being active. And basically, it was just 10 minutes of us discussing the Ruby Manga's ending and, you know, our thoughts on my thoughts, really, on the manga and like why I was disappointed on it. So that got a lot of attention, uh, probably because I also like pr- uh, promoted it on the Reddit board. So like people might have discovered it that way. I kind of stopped, you know, promoting the videos there because I got a, there was just a bunch of annoying comments from like people who don't like people linking their YouTube videos. So it was like, okay, I'm not gonna bother with this anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, re- yeah. Reddit's sometimes kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but.
1: People still discovered and appreciated the discussion of the Ruby manga. And then at number four, with over 580 votes in 2017, we had My Brother's Husband is the Best, our My Brother's Husband discussion. Since then, that has gotten a ton more votes, but yeah, that, again, as we kind of discussed before, that was one of our best discussions from last year about a series we both really loved, and I'm glad that it got a lot of attention and appreciation. At number three, the third most viewed video, uh, with over seven hundred and eighty votes, we had the state of Shonen Sunday, again one of our best discussions. Mm-hmm. At, and now we're getting to the stuff over a thousand views, and with over one thousand one hundred views, we have the future of Shonen Jump, which was our discussion with Maxi pretty early in twenty seventeen. Looking forward to like the six new jump starts that Jump was going to be doing, and like where Shonen Jump was at. The beginning of 2017 and where we think it was going to go. So I kind of feel like compared to Shonen Sunday discussion, that one is a little dated because we kind of know the result of those uh, six new jump starts and which caught on and which didn't. But it was still like a really, really great discussion about Shonen Jump in general. Yeah. And then, number one, with over 3,000 views, so over a third more views than Future Shun Jump, we have How I Learned to Stop Hating and Love Black Clover, the Black Clover Discussion.
0: Yep, there we go. So, yeah, that was the most popular thing on YouTube. It's it's safe to say that that video probably picked up a lot of traction once the anime became a thing and people were... Probably probably, pretty hungry for some Black Clover content, so. I definitely saw a
1: spike in more traffic after that, but it was already our number one video even before the Black Clover anime came out, and it already had, like, over a thousand views by that point, so. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> but it definitely got even more thanks to the anime and people, like, searching for Black Clover-related stuff. So, yeah, those were our top five viewed videos. But in terms of watch time, because that's a little bit different, our most viewed video was actually the State of Shonen Sunday. So even though that was the third most viewed, it was actually the most watched. And then second place was How I Learned to Stop Hating and Love Black Clover. Third was Future Shonen Jump. Fourth was actually our mangaka spotlight for Yusei Matsui, which was also one of our earliest videos we uploaded to the channel. And fifth was our My Hero Academia discussion. So very interesting analytics there. And also, let's take a look at what our top five episodes were on AllComic. Because we can see the traffic information on AllComic.com. And those are also very interesting and different from what the top voted episodes in the poll were. So at number five, with like over 950 page views, we have Act Movies Episode 11, Samurai Jack. That got a lot of traffic on all comic, which it surprised me. The most traffic of, like, all the ad movies episodes, which probably makes sense since Samurai Jack is not in the anime niche. So it probably appeal to more people outside of it, too. So just some people who are there for just, like, Western comics content might have been interested in it. At number four, we have what also over 950 page views, we have Descending Stories, episode 32. Wow. That was our most voted episode in the poll. So no surprise, it was also probably one of our most viewed episodes on the site itself. But now here is where we get interesting. That was only number four. So what could have been our top three if the number one in our poll was only the number four most viewed thing on the site itself? And number three, we have episode 33, Delicious in Dungeon, with over a thousand page views. That didn't get any votes in the poll. So, you know... That was a really popular episode that I guess uh, people and who voted on the poll just, like, didn't, uh, you know, think about or had other favorites. But, yeah, that was one of our most, like, viewed and most attention-getting episodes.
0: That was interesting.
1: And then at number two, with over 1,200 page views, we have episode 35, Anime Expo and LGBT manga.
0: There we go. Yeah, I'm—that makes me so happy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm really happy that also got, like, a lot of traffic, a lot of attention. And, yeah, I'm really happy about that. And because, again, that was... Honestly, that was probably our best episode of last year, considering the breadth of things we talked about and so many... And, again, our most iconic moment of from last year, apparently. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, number one, with... Over 1,400 page views was the History of Pokemon Adventures, the first of the Pokemon Adventures retrospective podcasts. Wow, congratulations, Sid. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy that those Pokemon Adventures podcasts were just, like, so well-received. People really enjoyed them, and uh, I'm really happy that people really liked them, and people got so much out of them. So, yeah, I mean, I it was something I really wanted to do, and... I was really passionate about it. I'm glad a lot of other people you know it it resonated with them
0: yeah that that's a re- that's a really interesting really interesting selection of episodes from there. I'm really surprised that um that our rock a go episode has that many views honestly that surprises me a lot yeah again I think it appeals to it it, it the
1: rock a go fan base is niche, but it's a very passionate niche, so whenever anyone is like spotlighting attention on it, they are going to like check that out and you know gravitate towards it so i'm glad that you know we put out uh, something that they really appreciated.
0: i I can only hope that our like full series discussion does as well if not maybe even better honestly Mm
1: -hmm. i hope so too but now we'll wrap up with our final questions in the survey here including what content people would like to see from us in 2018 Some responses include more new guests and more manga fights, definitely in plans. More live shows and lady guests, definitely something I want to do, more live streams, and definitely want to get more female guests on the podcast. More serious reviews and discussions, yep. Whatever you guys want. I like that, yes. (laughs) Uh, More episodes, we plan on it. More One Piece and Attack on Titan reviews, maybe, maybe Attack on Titan, maybe One Piece. Uh, There's all the stuff to say about those. No... I, I
0: don't know i don't know okay that's my, that's my favorite response what, yeah. what kind of content do you want to see from us no i guess you don't
1: want to see more content from us uh so okay
0: oh that, that's well, okay uh, <laughs> that, that could right. be that, that can be interpreted in like uh, uh, like 12 different ways i'm sure but yeah, yeah. I, I think this person just was, didn't want to answer the question probably not realizing yeah. it was
1: skippable so uh, he just put down no. <laughs> no. But anyway, so then we have uh, something from Maxie. And he said, just more stuff you're passing about. Uh, the positive content is my favorite. And I agree. And we hope to do more positive content and continue to talk about stuff we love.
0: Thank you, Maxie. That comment made me feel really good, honestly. That that was that was a nice one.
1: <laughs> yeah, made me happy too. Next response is podcast, which, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will think about it. Uh the next response after that is review other jump titles, which uh yeah, we definitely plan on it. I mean it's the it's the fiftieth anniversary of jump and we definitely plan to do a bunch of Jump centric stuff. Uh Morgan Tama and Golden Kamui. Uh definitely we I want to like do that Gintama manga fight when it ends. We had plans for that. And then uh Golden Kamui. I mean I want to do that, you know, if we can if we can get Casey on for that, I would totally love to do that in April, but uh, we'll see we'll see if we can get i soon. know yeah
0: i i I want to yeah golden Conway is definitely something we should get on to on the podcast at some point i read i read the first chapter of that and i thought it was really interesting so i'm definitely planning on reading more
1: uh ben wrote i know it's mainly manga centric but you should definitely keep doing the movie stuff and we definitely will Ben. we lord and i definitely want to and plan to uh and then after that we have more reviews, breakdowns, about a work, pros and cons of storytelling panels, characters, motivation, fun facts, etc. Yep, all great ideas, all great things we want to talk about. Uh Matt wrote, Will my do the My Here Academia game? Uh or will it talk about will it be any good? He, he wrote in a really confusing way, honestly. You gotta you gotta really clean up your sentences, Matt, honestly. Sometimes it can be hard to read. Yeah, we, I mean, we might talk about the My Hero Academia game, like maybe, because we Lord and I probably uh, have talked about before about me talking about like some
0: anime related video games. So you know, if that comes out, is it is it time for for the for you guys' next spinoff podcast, Manga Mavericks at video <laughs> games? I don't think Sid plays enough video games for that
1: to work. What do you call Manga Mavericks play games? So would it just be me kicking your ass at Dragon Ball Fighters?
0: Uh, yeah it would just 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 like just just like just like just raw audio of just you guys playing dragon ball Fighters, no video whatsoever i would listen to that
1: i definitely i want to do a let's play of the the story more to fighters because it's so cool because i like it a lot i i have watched this edited movie of this all the story clips like or uh, it's like a street and a half hour like Movie of all those story clips, wow. and then I also end up just watching a bunch of those extra like character interaction clips outside of that pretty frequently because like they're so entertaining. Yeah, Arxis really likes putting those meaty stories in their games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely pretty enamored with all the character stuff they put in that game. But uh, anyway, he also would like us to talk about the top anime that got attentions and award in 2017. Or talk about Land of the Lustrous. And uh, Land of the Lustrous is definitely something I would like to talk about.
0: Yeah, I, I, I should read that at some point, too. Look,
1: Land of Lustrous is amazing. I mean, we had planned to review that actually in October, We Lord and I, but we just ended up getting around to it. But, you know, hopefully we'll get uh, to it at some point. And then uh, the next comment is, More stuff about Shonen Sunday, Shoujo Manga stuff about mangaka and just the same stuff we're already doing which uh yeah cool i mean we definitely want to do that stuff
0: yeah i in particular i really want to do i i really want to talk about more shonen sunday stuff you know just just whatever is licensed um i'm even looking into like buying all of midori days (laughs) Uh, (laughs) something that ran in shonen sunday that like i had just seen an advert for in an old volume of uh of a uh, case closed that I happened to uh when I was just kind of preparing for an episode of one podcast reveals I just happened to see an ad for it I'm like oh yeah this is the shonen sunday thing I could probably buy all this it's actually it's pretty accessible in like like the amazon secondhand market I could I could get all of, I could get most of it for pretty cheap actually so like I would I would like to look into into just like small shonen sunday series like that you know maybe eventually work my way to stuff like uh Magi and you know, of course, we're going to talk about Silver Spoon at some point. You know, stuff like that, and really, j- just for Bomber, uh, <laughs> I-, I feel I feel like any new Sunday titles that get you know licensed, I feel like I should go out of my way to read because it it really is from what I'm from what I'm seeing, it's pretty rare that Sunday stuff you know gets licensed, which is a shame. So I so I feel I feel the need to support those whenever I see those. You know,
1: yeah. One idea I had of something that I would like to do is like have a show where we talk about new volumes of Shonen Sunday titles being released in North America and kind of give a spotlight on those because there aren't too many of them that would be unwieldy, but like that would be that was something I had an idea for. If it's like maybe something I do on the YouTube channel because I mean we already have so many podcasts scheduled, but like definitely I want to give more attention to Shonen Sunday. In like whatever way we can, and Shoujo manga 2, We I want to discuss like more stuff outside of the shonen territory. I mean, we did do a lot of that last year, even though we get accused of only talking about Shonen Jump stuff. We I know spent <laughs> a long string of episodes talking about stuff that wasn't in Shonen Jump. Well, half half of our reviews were not Shonen Jump related.
0: I was gonna say we we try. I mean, me and Sid both love Shonen Jump, and we can't help that. But like. You know, we, we try to step outside of our comfort zone every at least every once in a while, and I think we did a pretty good job of that last year. But yeah, no, sh- shoujo manga is something that's definitely very uh, underrepresented on this podcast, and we do need to fix that at some point, um, which is why, thankfully, I, I think I think we've got a pretty good list of shoujo manga that we both can maybe look into and maybe talk about at the show at some point. hmm definitely.
1: A lot of titles on there I want to talk about. Next response says, keep doing what you're doing. I said I like to review portions the most, but I appreciate the insight into the manga industry you guys give every episode. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you. That That's very nice of you.
1: More reviews? Keep discussing specific series every episode? Yep. Maybe a favorite manga discussion per category, sports, drama, battle, etc. A great idea?
0: Maybe. Yeah, that could be that could be cool. I'd, I'd like to do something like that.
1: Another request for Golden Conway? Character discussions? That's something I'm definitely interested in and uh from what i like to see maybe talk of some mangas not many people talk about like real account air gear Dare, and others we've got a request for real account uh, from other people too so definitely that's something we should look into Mm-hmm, I'm not sure yeah. about Air Gear, considering its reputation. I, I think that Weekly we, monkey we recapped it, the definitive review of Air Gear last oh, year, God. <laughs>
0: or two years ago rather. But maybe, uh, well, yeah. you know what? See, that's something that maybe I could read all of, and then I could talk about on the YouTube channel. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Why do you want to suffer through Air Gear,
1: Colton? Don't do it. It's it's not worth it. Uh, it's like thirty volumes of suffering, Colton. But maybe that could be like a show you do.
0: <laughs> what, what? What? Like a like a like a, a like a full on show on YouTube or? Colton yeah. slowly falling into depravity <laughs> while reading the <your> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, that's an idea. I mean, you know, we c- we can look into that. Yeah. And uh, final uh,
1: response is weekly jump shows, which. I think he means that he would like to see us do weekly reviews of Shonen Jump, which weekly podcasts are kind of difficult for us to do right now because of how busy we are. And there's also a lot of other shows doing, you know, weekly Shonen Jump reviews. So we kind of want to keep the podcast, you know, the structure the way it is in terms of like having the news recap and then doing like the series or topic discussion. So I think we'll keep it like that for now, but you know we might do similar formatted things down the line. I mean, I definitely would like to talk about Weekly Shonen Jump again if I when I get the time to and I don't have like all these other responsibilities weighing down my back, but you know.
0: Personally, I like I I don't mind talking about just my thoughts on on Weekly Shonen Jump every, you know, every once in a while just like in general. I feel like if I—I I don't feel—I can't—I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I will ever do this. I don't feel like I could commit myself to an actual, like, weekly podcast about Jump. I feel like I would get burnt out on that personally pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and you also fall behind pretty frequently. And then, like, yeah, yeah. Let's, see, that's
0: another thing, too. I'm always at least, like, a month or two behind on Jump. Same. Yeah, you guys—you guys fall behind, which— to me, I, I
1: always read Jump like in almost immediately because it's so hard.
0: <laughs> and I, I, know, I have, I guess I have other things time. in life that I focus on, Sid. Not uh, not all my life is about Jump. <laughs> it's like three hundred pages. I unique. guess you don't
1: have to. I guess you don't have to spend that much time commuting like I do. So, you know, you don't get that uh, that downtime that you can just spend flipping through a chapter.
0: Yeah, cause but, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I want to talk about Jump more and. You know, personally, I want to you know we re- get back to doing after the jump, which was like my weekly shonen jump review thing that I had done before. I would like to restart that again when I get the time, and you know, may- you know, maybe I could do something with that. But just in terms of like our schedules and also like the format of our podcast, I think we're you know keep going to keep the show the way it is and not do weekly jump shows for now. But I would recommend like this. There's a lot of other great weekly show and jump shows, and you know another reason that I don't really want to do a weekly show and jump thing is because Weekly Manga Recap has been doing it for six years, and they are the best at it. They are the funniest. They are like the most entertaining weekly jump review show around. And like, why, why, why bother doing it ourselves when like they're already doing the best job at it? There's already weekly manga recap, and then the Shonen Jump podcast. Yeah, there's this. also the official Shonen Jump podcast where you get to hear the which is really fun to listen editors. to. Yeah, it's hilarious, it's amazing, and they're actually people who work on the manga, and they give lots of insightful opinions. And beyond those guys, we also have Stammer Stream, which you know is uh some good friends of ours that you know also review Weekly Shonen Jump, and they also have like cool perspectives. So there's already a lot of other great weekly shonen jump podcast out there. So we're gonna we wanna like kinda stay a little more uh diverse and do our own thing from that format. But, you know, honestly, uh if we could do like a weekly Shonen Sunday podcast or like a weekly magazine shown magazine podcast, that would be cool. But considering the fact that there aren't a whole lot of those titles being simulpubbed, that's kind of difficult. And also again, the time factor is a big issue. Oh, but yeah, you know things can always change in the future but for now it's it's not a whole likely possibility. Yeah. But uh moving on, I also asked what who would people like to see as a guest on our podcast in 2018.
0: We we had a we had a few uh a few suggestions for, you know, KC and Maxi which, you know, again, we want to have both both of those both of those guys on again at some point.
1: Yeah, uh, also suggestions for Rock Lisa, which Colton has had on uh, Life Lessons.
0: Yeah, uh, Lisa Wallen. Yeah, she's uh, she's really funny. Um, it's, uh, so I, I love Lisa so much. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't follow Lisa Wallen on Twitter, you need to do so immediately. Uh, she's definitely one of the funniest people I follow on Twitter she she actually incorporates anime into her stand up and is actually pretty good at doing so without coming off like obvious or cringy about it
1: <laughs> yeah the comedy clip she has on her twi- like pinned on her twitter is like golden like it, it's so funny
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she's definitely great um yeah I, mean, I know she's been catching up on a few new jump stuff lately if if she if she ever has a series she wants to talk about on here i'm i'm i'm, I'm totally down for having her on
1: yeah, I know she's really into Q, so we could have her on to talk about that.
0: Yeah, Q is something we need to... I, I need to... Well, I, I know Sid's read a lot of it. I need to tackle Q again at some mm. point. Um, but no, yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah, I, I want Lisa on the show as, as much as everyone else does. She's... I love talking to her. She's great. <laughs> Definitely.
1: We also had suggestions for that guy from the Justice League review cast, which I I'm, I think that this is referring to Kenny... And yeah, Kenny was really funny. I definitely think he'd be great for more live streams and stuff. And uh, some suggestions for Jason Thompson, someone from the early days of this. just suggested uh, that we get Marlene on the podcast, which we've already taken care of. So we're already off to a great start. But, but hey, maybe, maybe we could have her on again sometime. I don't know. I, I mean, I hope so. I think there'd be a lot of great opportunities too. Mm. Uh, ben also wants uh, us to bring back Kenny. Who he calls his, uh, our, uh, diversity quota friend. And he also, uh, <laughs> says that we should also get Ethan and John back on, which, uh, yeah, definitely. I love those guys. I love talking to them. They'd be great to have back on. Uh, just basically a return of everyone who we already had on, uh, this last year and before. Uh, Also more industry guests and publishers, which definitely, you know, I definitely a lot of suggestions for people from the industry, and that's definitely something that we plan to do. I want to reach out to more industry guests. And also we also have some uh, suggestions for the Stammer stream crew, which, you know, those are all great people. I enjoy talking with them, and I'd love to invite them
0: on our show. Oh, hey, um, shout out to Nick, too. Um, He was really great to have on on our uh, GTU episode. We we need to have him on again, too, at some point.
1: Yeah, we plan to have him on the Tokyo Pop thing but uh, that, that we didn't end up doing that last year but hopefully we can get around to that sometime
0: yeah i think i honestly i think tokyo pop's always gonna be a pretty relevant topic so <laughs> especially since they're coming back into the manga field yeah, yeah. they licensed uh,
1: kona hanaki chan which was a great anime from last season that they've licensed, but they they licensed the sequel series and not the original. So wait, what? They they licensed the sequel, but not the original. Yeah. So because I, Tokyo that Pop. makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo Pop. Why do I own so many Tokyo Pop releases?
0: <laughs> <sighs> no, because
1: they're they're cheap and easy to get, but they're not cheap. I spent like forty bucks on well, them. Well, they're 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 obscure oddities that will that are unlikely to get. License Rescued.
0: Oh, so look, it was look. a
1: waste of me to buy so many volumes of their release of Fruits Basket. Oh, look, I, guar-
0: I guarantee you if if a publisher came out and said, Hey, we're going to re-release and re-translate all of A Great Teacher Onizuka, I would totally buy all that and just get rid of my Tokyo Pop coffees. Honestly. I would yeah, like-
1: prefer Kodansha do that than release GTO Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep.
0: Uh. I'm just depressing myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kodansha, can we get a re-release of Harlem Beads so I can burn all my rebound volumes? <laughs> please. Yes, please. <laughs> but uh, no, we've got some great suggestions for you know guests to have on and we definitely plan to bring back all the guests we had on last year and we definitely want to get more manga industry guests on the show next year and uh, also, yeah, just we want to have more guests in general, but so thank you guys for the suggestions, and we hope to get some of the a lot of these guys on. I'm looking forward to that. And then finally, uh, I just wanted to know if people had any like final suggestions, thoughts, or comments. And uh, Spark asked, "Where was Colton Junior Jerks?" And um, he'll uh, maybe he'll he'll be back. I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure he'll be in the thumbnail for this survey results thing. Now that you've reminded me, but uh, you know, I just forgot to. Put him and stuff, but you know, maybe I'll I'll remember to put him in the thumbnails for future things. I want to start actually making custom thumbnails, like uh, like thumbnails that I actually draw, which is something that I was thinking of doing for a long time, but I just didn't end up having the time to do. And just add but Colton
0: Junior in all of them,
1: exactly. It's going to be like a Where's Waldo, where you just have to find, like, Colton Jr. <laughs> like, Colton Jr. Picture.
0: could be the Panaman of Manga <laughs> Mavericks. That'd be amazing.
1: Exactly. Uh, honest, yeah, honestly, that's something I should start doing. So, you know, look forward to that. And Colton Jr. shall return. Hey, if you haven't watched it yet, Colton Jr. did actually return. He uh, promoted this survey on the YouTube channel. You can watch that.
0: Yes. There you yeah. go. I, I, Col- Colton Jr. is very adorable, if I do say so myself.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Has your looks and my voice, but an interesting combination.
0: Yeah. See we can put it that way. (laughs) It sounds like some weird like forgotten love child. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but thank you, V-Lord, for saying it, because I didn't want to say it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, moving on from that, uh, let's, let's talk about... Uh, Maxie says, just keep having a good time, first and foremost. Try and keep it in that sweet nice. two hour space whenever possible and be kind to yourselves. Thank you, Maxie. We always appreciate your kind comments. Ma- so. Ma-
0: Maxi is always a force of positivity that I'm glad I have in my life, and every, every, everybody should follow him.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's a
0: precious cinnamon bun. Yes. He really is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, we uh, did not end up keeping in that two-hour space this time. No. But, uh, but, but, uh, but we uh, will try. We're, we're going to keep trying. We
0: try, guys. We really do. We don't mean to do this. It just happens. Hashtag Manga
1: Mavericks did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't do anything wrong. We just get a little carried away sometimes. We sure uh, did. Matt says uh, we should make sure videos are usually talking about the most popular mainstream stuff. Stuff Netflix picked up. Uh, I mean, we don't really talk I guess? about anime. I mean, like in, ge- I mean, we do talk about popular stuff, but like, I actually would like to talk about more obscure, maybe stuff that gets less attention. Honestly, but I mean, there's a balance we can make for both.
0: Sure. Personally, I'll even go a step further. I just, I really just want to talk about stuff that I'm, you know, if you know, if you know, if we're not how do i word this i want to talk about stuff that you know if i'm not at least interested in the you know at least stuff that you know both me and sid are interested in stuff that we both want to talk about because yeah i don't like the idea of just talking about popular stuff that would get boring after a while
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely i think uh variety is the spice of life
0: exactly Yeah.
1: And then uh, the next suggestion is: I always like listening to your short consumable chunks of episodes. Four-hour-long podcasts tend to be daunting when you don't have a lot of free time to be listening. But I love to catch up on those topics that interest me. Perhaps taking Q and A's as a separate podcast would be nice. Otherwise, keep up the good work. Thank you for the comment. And yeah, I mean, again, we're going to try and avoid doing those four-hour-long podcasts and like try and do it in two-hour-long chunks at the least. And you know, sometimes we have these like outliers that. Fall maybe in that two to three hour range, but I think in the future we're gonna try and get that down to two hours.
0: Yeah, we're we're de- we're definitely trying, guys. And also, uh, to his other point, I feel like we we kind of already do. We um, we 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 already kind of separate Q and A's into separate episodes. We've done that at least like two or three times last year. Um,
1: yeah, we did that twice last year because we had such a high volume of questions, but. Yeah, we I mean, you usually don't get a whole lot of questions, but when we do get like such a big amount, like it is worth it just to do an a whole show for that because those Q and A episodes are two and a half hours, like on their own, you know, just talking about Q and As. So yeah, when when it gets to be that long, we're not gonna burden uh our podcast with that much extra you know stuff to listen to when that could be its own thing. But thank yous. And uh, another nice comment to wrap up this discussion of the survey results. This person writes, all I can say is thank you for bringing the best stuff and uh, getting to look at mangas people don't usually talk about. And also, Colton, I love you. You're very nice to talk to.
0: Yeah, I I know who this is from. Thank you so much. I I appreciate it.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's a wrap on our survey results discussion for 2017 yeah this took much longer than i thought because last year it only took about 40 minutes to go through the survey results but this year man this was like uh, an hour and a half i think but uh, there was a lot to talk about and it was very interesting to go through all these and like kind of muse about like what people responded to and what people are looking forward to and want to see from us in 2018 and i really hope and I think we will meet everyone's expectations because I think we have like a lot of great plans for the show this year, and I'm really excited about them. And I'm just looking forward to continuing making great podcasts and talking about great manga.
0: Personally, I feel like we have we have, we have we have too much we want to do, and that's a good problem.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a good problem. Though and we have to make sure not to over our, overburden ourselves with like too ambitious.
0: Mm-hmm. Of plans yeah. because
1: there's only so much time, and uh, sometimes things get away from us, and unexpected stuff comes up that delays things. But
0: yeah, yeah, me, me, and me and Sid, me and Sid are basically like the, like the two people uh, who are keeping this podcast afloat, and Sid even more so with the YouTube channel. That's 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 all him. I yeah. mostly don't really have <laughs> anything to do with that, honestly. Um, but. You know, like we we would need our own studio to try to do all the things we want to do, and to try to do all accomplish all the projects that we want that we would want to. So
1: and financial security, yes, a lot of that, <laughs>
0: especially. Um, maybe someday we'll be there, but I don't know. Maybe we'll just have to see what the future holds.
1: It'll take a little more time, I think, for us to like find that groove. Oh, but yeah. I think that. You know, we're growing, and I think that uh, there's just a lot to look forward to with the podcast. So as long as we keep doing what we're doing and keep, like, making stuff we really like doing, I think, you know, we'll just continue having fun with that and continue to make, you know, really fun things, which is what I want to do more than anything.
0: Yep. I I just want to have fun and talk about all the... You know, basically just talk about stuff I really like. And st- talk about stuff that I know I'm going to have things to say, especially. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's really about it for the show, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on, V-Lord, and uh, talking about the survey results with us. And also talking about, you know, Act Age and uh, Starting Point. It's good to have you on. And uh, you'll definitely be on more episodes, considering you're, like, the co-host of all the other side podcasts. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah th- yeah thanks for coming on v lord it was it was nice having you on
1: so v lord where can the good people find you um the people can find me on twitter at VLordGTZ, g t. z that is at v v l o r d g. t. z um i usually just talk about whatever i'm uh doing on there whether it's watching movies or drowning in an endless abyss of manga yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh Buying more manga that I won't get around to reading. Oh, I know that feeling so hard. On the bright side, I finally have gotten basically all of the old Viz Shonen Jump issues. I'm only missing four issues now. Wow. That's nice.
0: that that that's gotta be in a pretty impressive collection. <laughs>
1: Where do you even keep them all? We can't have a that much spells. Like, I, I, I dropped off some of them, like... At our dad's house yesterday, and there's literally no space. Yeah, (laughs) like I I went to the shelf because, like, the shelf that we put like, yeah, like so I just stacked them on top of like I think the uh, Shonen Junai Gumi volumes we have, and just like, yeah, I'm just gonna leave you guys there. (laughs) Uh, I'll find space for you eventually. Oh boy, yeah, we need to buy more shelves.
0: Yeah. I just need shelves and ge- I actually lost my shelves in um in my move. Like I guess my my bookshelf just apparently just fell apart, so now I don't have a bookshelf. <laughs> so on the right <laughs>
1: side you found those Yu
0: Yu Hakusho volumes, right? I did. Yeah, I I I found them in our garage like underneath all of my mom's boxes, which thanks mom. Um yeah, so now I have, I have an entire set of Yu Yu Hakusho I'm trying to get rid of cuz I don't really need two sets, so there's that. Um but 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 enough about me. Let's let's talk about me. That that sentence didn't make any sense. So <laughs> if you guys want to find if you guys want to find me. Uh, I guess you could find me on Twitter at sniperking King three, two, three. Um, I'm attempting way too many manga threads. Um, that's just kind of what I do now. Um, it, m- mostly for series that I know I'm going to have something to say, or th- they're a good way for me to like take notes on series that I know I'm going to be talking about on manga Mavericks pretty soon. Uh, w- one of which may or may not be world trigger as I'm slowly, uh, getting through that as fast as I can. Um. It's, it's really interesting to revisit that series after like not reading it for like two or three years. Um, so I did used to keep up with it pretty weekly, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm reading a bunch of stuff and you can obviously uh, find my thoughts on whatever I'm reading at Twitter again at SniperKing323. I host a few other podcasts. There's Life Lessons, the Gentama Maka Cast, uh, Basically, if you want to hear me talk about the Gintama manga as it was released by Viz Media, uh, we talk about the Viz release from the very beginning. You can find that at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. Or if you want to basically listen to the same kind of show, but we, you know, talk about Detective Conan case closed, uh, you could listen to One Podcast Prevails at onepodcastprevails.com. I really enjoy recording that show as well. And I think that's about it for me. Um, Sid, how about you? You can
1: find me at Lum Ramayasha on Twitter and as Lum Ramayasha anywhere that I am, including Animation Revolution and my anime list and just anywhere that I'll be, I'll be under that name. I'm not doing a whole lot of Twitter treads, or rather, I've put them on hold because I'm extremely busy, but they will resume, particularly the Urus Yatsura ones, because that's, uh, Rereading and revisiting that series is for a project I want to do later in the year. So that will continue eventually. But I am doing more reviews over on allcomic.com. I've got reviews up for Mazinger Z Infinity and Magical Girl Lyrical Nanaha Reflection. As well as a review out for Astral Lost in Space. And I have more reviews that I hope to write in the coming weeks. So you can look forward to those. But... As for the show, you can follow Manga Mavericks on Twitter at Manga underscore Mavericks, on Tumblr at MangaMavericks.tumblr.com, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts under Manga Mavericks, and on our YouTube channel at YouTube slash C slash Manga Mavericks. And yeah, just... Please uh, watch and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. It really helps out the show on there, helps the channel grow, especially since YouTube's policies keep changing. So any support is very appreciated, as is leaving us a rating review on iTunes, because that also helps give the show some visibility as well on there. And if you have any suggestions, feedback, or comments, maybe there you didn't got a chance to take the survey but you still have suggestions or some things you would like to you know say about like what you think about our podcast and what you would like to see from us this year you can definitely shoot on an email over to mavericks at com. we love reading your guys' feedback and answering your questions and we definitely appreciate all the like fan involvement uh, that we get and also you can if you prefer just leaving a forum post, you can also head over to the Manga Mavericks Tread on Animation Revelation because that's also like a second place that we look for like feedback and comments as well. But that does it for the show. This was episode forty-four, talking about our survey results for twenty seventeen, and we will see you next time for a discussion of World Trigger. Hopefully, sayonara.